Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. All right, let's roll. Game Time Decisions Radio, Red Heat and Rage. Game time decisions is an appropriate title. Yeah. A lot of decisions to be made. I don't think very tough ones. Decisions will be made. I don't know what it is, man, but... For one reason or another, usually about five to ten minutes before the show starts, my phone starts uh, ringing or texting. Never good news. No. I've never once been to the studio where somebody's texted you, I got money for you, I got a treat for you, it's you owe money, creditor left his number, this guy's hustling, yeah. hey, maybe we'll give you 4000 for a horse that used to be worth eleven. Okay, sounds good. What the hell happened the other night while you're melting down throwing vacuum cleaners? Oh, yeah, exactly. Hey, let's say, well, because we get bad news all the time. Yes, maybe because... that's why. Exactly. It's, and, and, and by the way, Gabe, it's not a Dyson. It's okay. It's, it's, yeah. it's twenty twenty-eight dollar vacuum. It's yeah. a mini vac. Don't worry about it. Yeah, it's not even very good, anyways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, <laughs> trust me, man. I got, I got absolutely yeah, Gabriel, smoked last night. I'm but. Gabriel Moretti. <laughs> He's uh, Cam Stewart, Red Heat and uh, Rage. Great time to this radio. Great call on the Capitals, but uh, yeah, I threw it all down on the. I go, yeah, the Raptors money line. Uh, the Raptors. Players, oh, yeah, oh yeah, here we go. I don't Thanks. want to start dropping f bombs here, but they can go screw themselves. They can, man. What a gutless, gutless performance in a in a game that you had to win to extend the series. I've never seen a team tap out, and even at the end of the press conference, Renzi. Cleveland's got our number. Like, you know, like, like that's a professional athlete. Like, what, what are you, a kid in the schoolyard? Like, oh, my God. Just just watching these guys almost cry. It's like, yeah, I think like come the, on, uh, man. I think the um, they have LeBron James and we don't is getting a little old. I agree. You know what? I don't mind losing. You can lose the series. Not like that. It was absolutely pathetic. Was it the first time, uh, was it 49 years, one, one seed to get swept? As a hardcore fan, it was hard to watch. I watched uh, until the final moments. Um, like I said, it's like watching yourself get beat up. It's like, uh, you know, somebody has a, a videotape of you getting, uh, you know, uh, the crap kicked out of you when you were a kid. I have one of those. <laughs> I won I won the first five matches. Oh, yeah, we went to a camp. It was Halliburton Hockey Haven. Well, you had some sort of fight. Yeah, club actually, I, lo- I lost to a guy from New York in the finals. We used to, it was called Fight for Your Bunk because our counselors were psychos. So basically, you, you'd go up to a guy. We'd have like a round robin kind of Bellator fight, but we were camp kids, and we this fighting each other, and the guy moved on, and I lost. I lost to a guy from Nassau County to get the best bed in the in the dorm room. Great, yeah. great, great week of hockey there at Halliburton Hockey Haven. What Beat up your roommates, and it's on film. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah. The, the, these guys are sounds like a great camp they're well, running. They're over a there. bunch of psychos. <laughs> 
Mike Gardner was the guest NHLer, great guy. He didn't know we were killing each other in the cabins. <laughs> that, that never got mentioned to him, Gabe. But anyway, uh, maybe the Raptors should get beat up. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's like, you're watching, uh, it's like watching your ex-girlfriend have sex on tape. Ooh, that's ugh, that, like, that what, sounds yeah. rough. Yeah, it's like watching the Raptors play. Just give me some instant heartburn there. That yeah, actually, I know. that would really actually. When you said that, I just it just kind of cut, thinking, oh god, that would really hurt. Yeah, anal too. <laughs> That's yeah. <laughs> not missionary. Yeah, like that. worse. The worst kind of sex. Yeah, that's an M. That's an M. Anal. That's uh, you know, Sorry. that that's what it was like uh, being a game too. Oh, last night, yeah, just just beyond bad. But you know what? Forget. We'll get to the Toronto Raptors. Big man on campus will join us in a couple of minutes. Uh, we'll get to uh, we'll get to the NBA uh, situation. Uh, but uh, right now, listen, the Toronto Raptors. It was gutless. It was pathetic. Yep. Um, we'll get to that uh, momentarily. Uh, but we've got our own problems because even though I feel bad for DeMar DeRozan, DeMar DeRozan makes $25 million a year. I'm going to be honest with you. Dude's got $168 million. I don't feel bad for him. So you lost. You got beat up. You're a professional athlete with a big wallet. If anybody should feel bad for anybody, you should feel bad for me and Cam and all the other owners of uh, Conflict Diamond. Our, getting, uh, getting, our racehorse. We're getting fleeced. It's pretty much our horse is a lot like the Raptors going into last night. We're down three games to none. The effort seems to be getting worse and worse. Um, you know, we want to fire trainers, coaches. Like, we've already done it. We've already changed. <laughs> like, we've done. Like, that's the equivalent. Like, we've changed barns. <laughs> you know what I mean? Our horse is not even worth the value of, like, an 88 Ford Tempo. He used to be kind of a mid-range Camry, like around eleven thousand. You know, he can get you around town now. Now, now, now he's a junker. It's brutal. Yeah, so he's got we, no legs. To 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 put this uh, bluntly, yeah, we have a ten thousand five hundred dollar horse that um, probably another seven to eight thousand dollars was sunk into. Correct. And uh, we now have an offer for about a quarter of that. I feel bad for the other investors. Like, guys, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, these guys ponied up ponied up the cash. Well, we're not getting anything for the pony. This really is, like, the worst thing that I've ever been involved with. Yeah. Basically, the way I look at it, it was almost like a story we see on American Greed where we met a guy at, like, a golf tournament. And, oh, wait, I got a can't-miss business venture you guys are in. But the, the difference between that is he only hits us once. The horse hits us every Tuesday and Sunday night. We got a better chance of going to a carny, uh, a carnival, yeah, grifter and, club. Yeah, and I'm with you. Dealing with carnies and tossing like rings, ring and toss. Stuff. So, yeah, hey, the bowling ball that stays up on the ramp, big basketball, little hoop. The horse racing industry is um, a bottomless pit of despair for us. Then you see other families that just keep on raking it. So basically, oh. <laughs> so basically, this is it's like the bet. It's like the cash out option. We can cash out for twenty five percent right now, or we can hang on and hope that our team comes back miraculously and uh, and wins. Yet even if he comes back and wins, his value will only really go, go up to like five thousand yeah. fifty five tops, maybe six. Hate to say it. It's not like you know because he won one you know runs one race. People are going to be running to us. Oh, I'll give you eight thousand dollars right now. Doesn't work like that. No, we're out, Gabe. All these other owners of these horses have their own problems. And remember, you te- you you the thing that you brought up to me earlier when the conversation got even more depressing 
if he if his knee hurts and he doesn't run, we still, even though we have a better deal with the stable we're at now, we still got to pay this guy. When he doesn't run for the week, we get nothing. And then we still got to pay this guy because he's got to live to eat and hang out with his horse buddies. Well, the uh, the horse racing industry blows. I think we're about to uh, break <laughs> up uh, with you. Yeah. We, yeah. Gone was the day. We had one beautiful night. Yeah. When we'll, we're always at the have, Stuart, Georgia, we'll always have Georgia. And we'll no, always have and Georgia. And we didn't go to the race to get the picture. It would have been the one thing we could It would have been a $4,000 picture of me, you, and the gang, and the horse. The one, We didn't go. The only way races we went through is when he finished sixth. God. We're such idiots. Yeah, we never saw him uh, <laughs> win that one race by nine lengths. Gary Guy was going bananas. And Conflict Diamond pulls I think, away. I think I saw him finish in fourth place, maybe. Yeah, fourth and sixth. Uh, yeah. Like you said, we won one race. We weren't there. And, um, yeah, we all, we'll always have that memory, but I'd rather have the money than the memory. So would I. <laughs> I know. What? Like the memory, an extra sixty five hundred. Give me the money. Yeah, the the memory doesn't equate the uh, the money. <laughs> it just it just doesn't. No, it doesn't. It doesn't at all. It just doesn't. Well, we got the players' championship tomorrow, Gabe. I'm uh, looking forward to that on the DFS yeah. hour tomorrow. I'm going to give you some uh, hot picks. Uh, Hopefully that will will do some damage. Jason Day came out of nowhere last week. Uh, he absolutely looked fantastic. We also have a wicked group: Tiger Woods. Rory, uh, oh, sorry, Tiger Woods, Phil, and Ricky. First time Tiger Woods and Phil have been playing together in 17 years, and this is great. Phil's quote, basically there used to be an old show on TV, like the Shell's Wonderful World of Golf, where they'd have like one-on-one matches and they just like beat down each other for 18 holes. Phil had an idea that he posed to Tiger. Why don't you just put up like 500K a million in your own money? I do the same. Winner take all. I like Phil's style. So do gotta I. love Phil. Like he, he doesn't care about the purse. He just wants to play. You put up a million. I put up a million. Winner take all. all right, we've got a suspension uh, coming yep. in the National Football League. Saints running back Mark Ingram has been suspended. Wow. For the first four games of the season, and nobody's celebrating more right now than Pat, Pat Mayo. Mayo. Yeah. Told you he sucks. Yeah, Ingram blows. Uh, the National Football League. And I got into it uh, with somebody the other night about uh, Mark Ingram as well, who told me that uh, Mark Ingram's career has been a bust. I said, how's the guy been a bust? He gets a lot of touchdowns. for eight years. He's a lot of, guy gets been. a lot of touchdowns. He's not a, you know, he's not great. He's more of a he's fantasy. A he's, he's more of a fantasy guy than a reality guy, but I would not call his career a bust. He's yeah. been fine. Well, he had a good fantasy season last year, but, you know, he is what he is. He's all right. He uh, fumbles a lot. They've got uh, Kamara, obviously. Yeah. So, B-Store. You know, really doesn't really hurt the football team all that much. Uh, Four-game suspension for violating the league's uh, policy of performance-enhancing uh, substances. That's the standard suspension for a first-time PED offense. So now we know why he suddenly got so good uh, last year. Ingram will be allowed to participate in all the Saints off-season workout uh, programs, training camp, and the preseason. But he will not be able to practice or play in the first uh, four games of the regular season. Ingram has not uh, been participating in the Saints' voluntary off-season workouts. Reports were that the Saints knew that this was coming. Great year last year. Uh, 230 carries, 1,124 yards, 12 touchdowns, 58 receptions. That's some fantasy gold uh, right there. Uh, but, uh, of course, Alvin Kamara really came on uh, last year. There's no specific substance that uh, named. They, didn't, they, they, they didn't name anything, just uh, banned substance. 
there was another uh, there was another guy actually looking for uh, for uh, marijuana as like a pain relief, and uh, the NFL went, eh, but they'll be happy to give you lots of pills. The NFL is such it's a so hypocritical. I, what a joke. We got to get Kyle Turley on. I saw he was on with uh, Dr. Sanjay Gupta. Yes. Uh, the other night, CNN did a uh, medicinal uh, marijuana story. Sanjay Gupta uh, did it, you know, his own expose. Yeah, his own studies. And, you know, the guy is a brain surgeon. Um, so he did his own, uh, or he's an expert heart surgeon, actually. Did his own, serve, you know, study on marijuana. And he's like, foregone conclusion that uh, medicinal marijuana is for the best. And they spoke to Kyle Turley and other former NFL players saying the same thing. You know, they want to get these guys hooked on, hooked on uh, perks and stuff, Percocets and, yeah. and uh, Adderall and all this other crap that people take. It's I don't know. I don't take it's, pills. So. It's kind of like the doctor, Gabe. I used to go in because, you know, I have a little bit of a heart condition and I have uh, uh, some panic attack stuff. So I used to remember why my doctor always gave me samples and they were Pfizer. Yeah. Then you see the Pfizer rep, and he's got like ten thousand dollars sooner. We going for Dude, going for lunch, Doctor Jerry. When yeah. he's doing that, that's like you pimping a sports book that Ex- you're getting a cut exactly. from. Exactly. So I used to know doctors get a commission yes. to pimp. Of course they do. Like basically, it's sort of like uh, like a corner store camp. You know what I mean? Like you know, to some stores, they've got the Coke fridge. Yeah, it's basically yeah, like the Coke. Coke it's like three doors. Coke, and the Pepsi's yeah. one. Yeah, yeah Coke will yeah. show up and yeah. say, "Listen, we're going to pay for your fridge. We're going to give you this beautiful, nice Coke fridge. Yep. we're going to give you a great deal on on our product, but yeah. we don't want any Pepsi in the store. Exactly. Or or they make the Pepsi one real small. Yeah. I notice it's usually yeah. like three Cokes or, to one Pepsi. Yeah, you promise us that you know we get this space and they get only over here, and so it's the same thing with a doctor. There's all kinds of different prescriptions that they can give. There's different companies that sell pills that do the same thing for the most part. So the pill companies go to the doctor and say, listen, you know, like you stated, how about a free country club at uh, this golf course? You know, how about a couple of, how about three vacations a year for you and your wife to uh, to Hawaii in Aruba? Uh, you know, all you got to do is just suggest that the people that have a heart issue, like Cam Stewart, <laughs> uh, you just take this, Mr. Stewart. Yeah. We we're a we're a Pfizer team or we're a Sandoz yeah, team. Exactly. That's the way it works. Like I mean, once they yeah. got you on one of those pills, then they'll give you that, and they'll say, and just to you know be yeah. safe there, you should probably pop a couple of these to offset those. Exactly. The next thing you know, you've got like a medicine cabinet full. It's actually funny because the guy used to always pit me pills, and then I went in there for my latest checkup game. He's like, Cam, I don't want you to get hooked on pills. I'm thinking, wow, you've given me like every pill in the book for the last <laughs> decade, and now he's like, no, and he goes, oh, medical marijuana. You've already passed the test. Me and you did the test on air with Scrovy a long time ago. I think we were 19 out of 20. Uh, yeah, so now I'm thinking. This guy's in bed with, like, a, a, what, what company? Canamed or this company or whatever. Like, this guy, I'll tell you, man, this doctor, he is smooth. It was the Gambler's Anonymous uh, test that we did. Oh, yeah. I thought, well, I thought we did the medicinal marijuana test. But anyway, I did that one, too, and uh, a lot of things pass. Time to get the card. I got a card in California. I, you know, I already I met, like, about five or six of the requirements. The dude told me, it's all right, it's all right. You don't have to go on. But... Uh, yeah, I've got a long list of issues. Broken foot. Yep. Anger. True. <laughs> I get a lot of heartburn. I'd have to say anger. Uh, but um, <laughs> I doubt that Mark Ingram, Mark Ingram, uh, Mark Ingram was probably a performance enhanced. Oh, yeah, right? for sure, for sure. Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah, I doubt, I'd I have to believe this, that. I doubt this is uh, marijuana. No. Like the National Football League. Marijuana is not performance enhancing. They are think. dickheads with weed, but... 
they don't want to go out of their way to nail you for four games for weed because it just makes them uh, look bad. But uh, speaking of um, prescri- prescription pills, Johnny Manziel. Johnny Manziel hospitalized after a, uh, a reaction. After a reaction to a medication that he was taking. Yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. I told you, man. And that's the thing. Like, I, I told the, my doctor once gave me the pills. And he gave me uh, too strong of a dose, Marenzi, and then my face, like, it's usually purple. It went to a point of, like, uh, it was insane. Man. I feel bad for Manziel here. In a that's sense. not his fault. Yeah, and it uh, says Manziel recently had a change in a dosage procedure for medication that controls his bipolar disorder. Yes. That uh, makes him feel lightheaded and dizzy. He followed doctor's orders to go to the hospital whenever that happens. Uh, after uh, being monitored, Man- Manziel was released. But this just isn't the type of stuff that football coaches like to hear. No. They don't. Mixing like medications, bipolar, dizzy, dizzy, dizzy with medication. Not good when you're a quarterback getting hit. They're going to say, you know what, Isaac, he might be trying to get his life together, but I just can't. Yeah, we can't risk this. Like, It's a problem. We'll see if he ends up uh, with the Hamilton Tiger Cats or not, but he's running out of real estate as far as oh, that's big concerned. Time. Yeah, that's it. That's the Canadian Football League or bust. The season starts in Very, yeah. six weeks. weeks. Exactly. And you're having this less, problem? Less. He probably even the first Canadian Football League game of the season is uh, June uh, June fourteenth. There's no guarantees he'll it's beat May eighth, right? Yeah, now. He, there's no guarantees he's going to beat Mazzoli. I know he pro- he has more skills, but in this in this current state, come on, man! If they brought him in, he would play. I would believe that. Yeah, if they bring him in, the Hamilton Tiger Cats. They've got June Jones. June Jones, yeah. They brought in Jerry Glanville. Jerry Glanville and June Jones. Nice. And uh, Johnny Manziel. Yeehaw! It's Texas reunion, baby! It's a lot of pistols. Let the circus begin. <laughs> They're going to be on ESPN, oh, too, every definitely. Friday night. <laughs> Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fancy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fancy Sports Radio Network app. The Fancy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fancy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fancy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fancy Sports Radio Network. Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Game time decisions. Yep. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, Red Heat and Rage. I'm Gabriel Moretzi alongside Cam Stewart. Where's my bankroll? It's gone. <laughs> it's history, buddy. I guess this is Drake. Yeah. 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 Can he send us some money? Does he want to buy the horse? Where was Drake? Drake didn't show up for the last couple of games. Yeah. Was he Every- there in Cleveland? I don't think no. so. At the club? Who At- knows? After running his mouth and motivating them. He, yeah. al- he always does that, though, Drake. Drake always runs his mouth a bunch. And then whenever the Raptors tap out, he's never there in the yeah, last couple exactly. of games. Exactly. He, he, he kind of waves the flag. Yeah, yeah. He has a, <laughs> uh, he has a good knack of, uh, 
of disappearing and uh, angering their best player. He goes off, disappears, although, gets swept. I can't call Drake out too much because um, he's going to do uh, the same thing I'm going to do. Jump on the Golden State Warrior. <laughs> you see, War- Drake's going to be a big warrior guy now. Let's bring in a uh, big man on campus uh, right now who is not a big uh, Drake guy at all. His boys, Meek Mill. Yeah. Uh, Meek Mill and Drake don't get along. So, yeah, Meek Mill's got a nice laugh today about uh, Drake and the Toronto Raptors. But unlike Drake, Meek Mill, Meek Mill, um, Meek Mill wants to uh, work on the uh, the penal system yes. and work on the weaknesses and keep uh, troubled youth Great call, uh, out of prison. Meanwhile, uh, Drake is uh, trying to shake down Doris Burke. <laughs> and, Come uh, on. Get drunk talking Sleep smack. with me, baby. Come yeah. on. I know although, you got a man. Although I don't know if I'm just getting older. And more desperate, but I swear, every time I see Doris Burke, she looks better. She does. She's re- she's aging in reverse. No, it's no, Benjamin Button of, of women. She's looking very good. I agree. I, I you said you said it though. It was the subtlety. She did something with her hair. She looks really nice. I, I if you met Doris Burke at, a, at one of those hotel bars, you're in. Let's bring in a big man on campus, <laughs> Jeff Nadu. What's going on, big man? Yeah, I agree totally. I put up many tweets about Doris Burke. I actually uh, saw her recently. It was towards the end of the year. She looked fantastic. I actually saw her also. Uh, in that Sixer Heat series, she was doing a game in, in Philly. I think she looks great, and she's actually newly single. So, um, you know, maybe this is a Drake shot. I mean, I agree what totally. What do you mean she's newly thing. single? Newly I single? Was what, she got divorced? According to, yes, according to Wikipedia, she's now divorced, yes. Uh, Drake's so. Drake, 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 he, he, he just kept on working until she gave in. Yeah, Doris, Doris thinks that uh, Drake was serious and stuff, so she dumps her husband. Like, <laughs> she, I, I agree, though. I think she looks great. I mean, for I mean, for her age, she looks great. I think she's she's really good at what she does, also. So uh, the Toronto Raptors uh, last night get bounced in in pretty much the most embarrassing, yep. totally pathetic uh, yeah. way that they could. And I've never really seen a team implode like this besides the Toronto Raptors. It seems on a yearly <laughs> basis. Yes, Wizards, Cavs twice. Well, last year they get swept up by the Cavaliers, and this year was supposed to be different. And, you know, they they were up in game one. They were right there. Maybe things would have been different, but if ends and candies and nuts were uh, all that crap, it wasn't. What what a complete disgrace and embarrassment. Uh, What did you think of uh, watching them melt down last night? Yeah, it was, I mean, look, Gabe, I mean, this was, uh, and Cam, this is ugly. I mean, this is really ugly for them defensively, the whole series. I remember we talked about it last week, you and I, Gabe, uh, you know, Anobi. Where, where the hell was he in this series? I mean, he was just invisible defensively. He gave you nothing uh, on the offensive end. I mean, you really were playing at times, you know, five against two or three. I mean, this this offense at times just wasn't. You know, they just didn't kind of co you know coexist. I mean, certain games Lowry and DeRozan would give you, but none of the rest of the team go. to Baca was never really involved. Uh, and an Obi gave you nothing. You bench, you take Valanciunas out of the starting lineup. That was a mess. Um, they, they were just ugly. I mean, they gave up 118 points a game in this series, um, and now it's back to the drawing board to a team that I think has a lot of questions. I mean, it might be time at this point. I think you have to move on from Dwayne Casey. I don't know if there's a better option out there, but this is seven years now where Dwayne Casey's failed to deliver, uh, and they've, as a group, failed to deliver as an organization. When are you going to go out and get that third seed? Get rid of Serge Ibaka. He's too expensive. I'm not trying to make a move. You Get rid of some of your young talent. You have a good amount of bench talent. You have a good amount of young talent. Get rid of some of those guys. you got to get yourself a big-time uh, you know, third wing kind of guy in here. 
You, know, yeah, you brought up a great point. Out of timeouts again, like the play calling, brutal by Casey. He falls in love with Fred Van Fleet with these plays. The guy's hurt. And who cares what you do in the regular season? This is time. And know what they said? It's not just Cleveland, Gabe. They were favorites to Washington, and they got swept by the Wizards when the Wizards weren't even good. It's playoff disaster year after year after year. Point. Big they man. Just got swept it's not just Cleveland, like, oh, LeBron, LeBron. No, it, ha- favorites. It, happened to other- it happened against Washington, but too. You know what makes it difficult, yeah. though? If a team is really, really bad... It's like, all right, we got to fire everybody. Unless you're the Cleveland Browns, you give your coach an extension. But you know what I mean? Like, if you're really, really bad, it's like, okay, we can blow it up. You know, in sports, the worst thing is to be sort of mediocre when you're always drafted in the middle and you're just sort of always an 8-8 and sort of whatever team. But that's basically what they are. I mean, they're not winning. It's it's tough, though. I mean, Dwayne Casey is probably going to be the coach of the year, dude. The thing. And I've heard an interview. You're going to fire the coach of the year. You know, that's right. weird, like, you know, it's because it's weird. You can't say they suck. And another thing is, it's three years in a row they've lost to LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yes, they got swept, but it's three years in a row they've lost to this team. No other team in the East has beaten him in the last eight years. So no. it's not just the Toronto Raptors. So it's almost like you know, like I said last night, it's like having a flood in your basement and you know demolishing the entire house. It's right. not like the Raptors suck. They just won 59 games. Crap teams, it wasn't a fluke. They won 56 the year before. It's not a fluke, but you're right. They don't have enough to win a championship, and that's the whole name of the game. And that's, right? and that's a problem with a lot of NBA teams, unfortunately. In this new climate of the NBA, you're not going to win unless you have a super team, and we've seen that. And that's why, for me, with my team, I don't. they're never going to win anything unless you have a player. Toronto hasn't realized that. DeMar DeRozan, he's not a player. Sorry, I'll say it. I think one of the overrated players in the league, I'll say it. I know but I will. Um, they shrivel time and time again. You have to go out and get them some help. Um, trying to make Kawhi Leonard happen. I mean, I, I don't know if you can do it, but they're willing to part with. Yep. Kawhi Leonard, there. your phone is sort of cutting in and out a little bit. Um, why don't Florio, uh, if you hang up and call, call right back in. Maybe we'll get a little bit uh, solider line yeah. here. It's just cutting, uh, cut, cut right back out. Uh, it's cutting in and out a little bit. What about the Greek freak? Do you think we could come in like Milwaukee, Toronto? No, no he's a, they're they're going to open up the bank for him. No, he's not going anywhere. He's not a free yeah. agent. That's the guy. That's the guy that they wanted to target, but he's uh, not going anywhere. Demarcus Cousins is a free agent. That's the one guy. There's a lot of free agents, but they're not compatible with the uh, the Toronto Raptors. I mean, Kevin Durant's a free agent. LeBron James a free agent. Chris Paul's a free agent. The Greek freak isn't. He'll be a restricted yeah. free agent after next year, after his, his his rookie deal is up or whatever. But he's not going anywhere. He's not leaving Milwaukee. And if he does, he's certainly not going to Toronto. The Raptors have to pull some trades. Like, yeah, they do. Like that's the um, you know like free agents. Free agency is going to be tough. They're on the hook with Ibaka right now. They just gave him what was it a three year seventy five million dollar deal. Yikes! It's not like. Um, that's robbery. The thing is, NBA and the NBA is strange, though. You know, like big man was stating, you know, you got to dumpy buck on somebody, and a team that's crappy, like the Sacramento Kings or the Brooklyn Nets, these teams that are under the cap, and they don't really have a choice but to bring on salary yeah. because nobody wants to sign there, so they have to get expensive players. They'll take crappy contracts, <laughs> right? That's so uh, essentially, yeah. Ibaka is a problem. You know he's a big problem. He's, he's not. He's old. Yeah, he's not going to be. Uh, he's not going to be. Um, well, he's actually not even old, Ken. 
Ibaka's he, only like 30 years he old. He plays old. Yeah, he's like he's not Oklahoma City Ibaka. He looks slow, old, and he can't do anything. The Raptors are in a horrible spot, though, Gabe, because Boston's going to get better next year. Well, he pulled the bait and switch, Ibaka, because he played well last year uh, for us, but it was a contract year. He pretty much played them. He, he robbed them. <laughs> he, pretty, he pretty much played them. He fleeced them, And the yep. thing is, you notice when Ibaka, when Ibaka wants to play, when Ibaka steps up, you know, and even in the series, he showed flashes where you're like, oh, there's Serge Ibaka. Then it disappears. But, you know, we talk about it. Serge Ibaka is like all these other big men that have been in the league for a little while. They develop a, a jump shot, and then suddenly they think they're Steph Curry. And Ibaka hangs around the three-point line. I'm seeing the Raptors get out-rebounded. Ibaka's nowhere to be found. Ibaka used to be an intimidating shot blocker. He's an intimidating guy still. You know, like nobody really wants to piss him off, but he's he doesn't get involved. All right, we'll see what's going on here with uh, with big men. Yeah, I just the situation is one of the worst because you said it. These guys are not even 500. They're still probably like you know third or fourth best team in the Eastern Conference, but you know you're not going to get any better. You have to go out and make moves to get better because Boston's going to get better. Philadelphia is young. Cleveland's still, until uh, LeBron leaves, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. It's horrible because every single year, it's not like these guys are shitty. They're doing pretty good, but come playoff time, Gabe, we can't let this happen anymore. Not just losing, getting swept. Like It's an embarrassment to the, to, to the city. It's an embarrassment to the organization. You, they don't just lose. They get pummeled. No, they're going to have to fire the coach. It's Jerry Stackhouse time. I'm with you, man. Like, it might I, not I, be. It could be. He should be. I think he's he's earned the right, don't you think? They could go out for a bigger name, though. Mm. Yeah, they 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 might. But I'm thinking. I think Jerry Stackhouse. We talk about Dwayne Casey. I don't think Jerry Stackhouse could do worse than Dwayne Casey. Dwayne Casey's a good coach. Look, he's probably going to be coach of the year. He's going to win fifty. He wins fifty nine games. He's a good coach. But, but you know, it's been it's yeah. been seven years. As Big Man stated, it's been uh, seven years, and he's had opportunities in the playoffs. And really, I don't want to see them break the team up, and I don't think they need to break the team up. But clearly, there needs to be a tweak, and or they need to um, they need to uh, bring in a star. I mean, you can't yeah. you can't win without stars. But you know, it's amazing if you look at the National Basketball Association. Ten teams have won in the last 37 years only, basically. And, you know, the Boston Celtics and the Lakers have won nearly half of every NBA championship. You know, like, you know, we can call out LeBron. uh, We can call out the Raptors for losing to LeBron James. But as I stated, nobody in the East has beaten LeBron James in the last seven years, Ken. He's been to every final since 2010. Right, so yeah, it's a, it's the usual suspects. You said it, like even a team like Milwaukee, they're never going to win a championship. Like you look at those teams in the Eastern Conference, no. how are they going to? How are no. they going to? It doesn't matter thing, how as, good you are. That's, that's as good as it gets. That's the thing. As good as the Milwaukee Bucks, Bucks could be, be they're reg- never going to win in a regular season. And as good as the Greek Freak will be, yeah, he can't win. Exactly. That's why you know what Kevin Durant was a jerk for coming out and speaking about something that's not his business publicly, but. Kevin Durant was right when he basically stated. I guess if he's happy there, but he'll have to decide whether really essentially he wants to win or not. You can't just win with one star. It just you can't be that guy. Yep. It just isn't. And you know, I believe we got Big Man on campus back. Hey, what's up, Big Man? Hey, and I know you. Yeah, well, I, you you've I been talking about this. Cool. You've been yeah. talking about this a lot with the Sixers. I think the Sixers do have stars. 
you know, I think obviously, you know, Markel Fultz, you know, we'll see what he brings to the table next year. I think the Sixers do have stars. I think Embiid is a star. I think Ben Simmons is a star. My deal with the Sixers, uh, big man, is are you going to be able to keep these guys together? Because Joel Embiid in five years, whatever, after the rookie deal, and the one they, it's, he's restricted. I'm talking when he's unrestricted. And Ben Simmons, everybody's going to be offering these guys money. And if they are really that good, then they are going to get offered money by other people. So, you know, the window of opportunity isn't really as big for Philadelphia as I think some people think it is. And you're right about the Raptors. The window's close. This unit can't win. I threw DeMarcus right. Cousins out there because he's an unrestricted free agent. We know the Pelicans aren't going to bring him back. Um, he actually likes Toronto. Yep. Um, you know, he was here at the All-Star game. He, he was walking around with Toronto Maple Leaf gear on. A lot of guys like to hear him. He's, bud- he's buddies with Nazem Kadri, who's a hockey player on the Toronto Maple Leafs. They're both sort of uh, edgier type of dudes. So, and I don't think a lot of teams are going to offer uh, Cousins a contract because they're scared of him. I think they need a guy like that. But, I, you know, big man, I went over this last night. It's the same damn teams that win every year in the NBA. And it, it's been this way since the beginning of time uh, with the NBA. You know, in the last 37 years, only 10 teams have won titles, guys. 37 years, big man. Yeah, and I think that's the great point you make. And with it, like I said, with the new climate you have in this league, now it's down to about two or three. I mean, how long has it been like this, where it's the same two or three teams every year? You can't win if you're some of these low-level teams. You have to go out and spend to make it happen. you got to go out and be the Yankees. you got to go out and buy big players. That's just the NBA now. Listen to this. can argue and say, well, you know, product the, sucks, but it is what yeah, it is. The, these are the winners here. So these are the title winners. Warriors, Cavaliers, Warriors, Spurs, Heat, Heat, Mavericks, Lakers, Lakers, Celtics, Spurs, Heat, Spurs, Pistons, Spurs, Lakers, 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 Spurs, Bulls, 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 Rockets, Rockets, Bulls, 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 Pistons, Pistons, Lakers, Lakers, Celtics, Lakers, Celtics. That's going back to 1983. So what's the common theme there? The common all, theme here? Yes, they're all multiple superstars on one team. Yeah, yep. they're all dream teams. Very simple. Yeah, right. Every one of them. It's the, the one exception. sport where, like if, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, with the exception where I got to give him credit right now, is I can't call Kyle Corver, Jeff Green, and these guys yep. a dream team. Like, I got, you know, it's, it's LeBron, LeBron, it's LeBron, LeBron getting, and veterans. He's getting better with age, man. We got to tip him. We got to tip the cap. Oh, he's amazing. I'm not even sure Michael Jordan can win with Kyle Corver, man. Right. You're right. He couldn't. I think it also goes to show, again, how bad the East is. I mean, you also are dealing with the Celtics. They have major injuries. The Sixers have, have just kind of fell apart. Uh, it's a bad, it's a bad conference. And that's why one of the reasons, if you're LeBron and you leave Cleveland, why would you want to go to the West? The East is that thoroughfare every year. And you can face your boy Kyrie Irving. You can face off against him every year. Um, I'm just trying to sell. I, I don't really know what the – why would you go to the West? I mean, it, it's, it's much more murkier out there. Um, there's a lot more teams. I know Portland got swept. They're a decent team. You look at all these teams. There's not a lot of bad, bad teams in the West. You know, I just stay at Cleveland. That's what I. That's exactly all this talk. Yeah, about he might just be. I think he's going to stay at this point. They're playing well. Yeah, exactly. He seems but, to but, be somewhat but, happy, but you know, but the relationships rup, ruptured there. Dang, they hate. They hate each other at this point. I know. And from what I've read locally, there's some 
deep things there that I don't know that they can repair. We'll see, though. It's, you make a point. All right, we'll take a quick break. Big man, hang in here. We'll be back uh, quickly on the other side. Red Heat and Rage Radio, Game Time Decisions, Fantasy Sports Radio Network continues. Hey, you, over here. You want to win a DFS? And you want it for just $1? I got Daily Roto here. Now, why do you want it? Two of the guys behind it have won a million dollars. It's not just about the writers. Not one, not two, but three subscribers have won a million dollars too. That's five millionaires. Five, count them. And it's not counting the $100,000 winners too. They talk about it in the Slack channel. But why is it a dollar right now? Special price for the month of May. Yeah, if you don't like it, then walk away. If you love it and you're winning, keep going. Do I use it? How do you think I afford my massive tracksuit collection? Come on, look at the glitter on this. It's beautiful. You can sort your stats, add your own weights, read articles, distinguish between slates on FanDuel and DraftKings. You got to go to DailyRoto.com and enter code $1. I may just be a creepy guy in a random alley inside your head, but I know what I'm talking about. That's DailyRoto.com, code $1. Game time decisions. Fantasy Sports Radio continues. <laughs> Big man on campus. You can check him out on Twitter, at Jeff Nadu. Follow him uh, uh, daily videos over at uh, sportsbookreview.com's YouTube uh, page. So your Philadelphia 76ers showed uh, more life uh, than the Toronto Raptors did uh, last night on their home court. Uh, going back to Boston, I was actually extremely surprised, though, to see this number The point spreads have been strange in the NBA playoffs this year, specifically in the East in this series and in the Raptors series. It was free money with the Cleveland Cavaliers. I'm just too uh, dumb and stupid to have uh, seen it. Agreed. Me too. Um, So uh, Philadelphia 76ers, um, minus one on the road, big man, tomorrow against the Boston Celtics. Uh, What do you think about the point spread? Yeah, I think it's a sixer line for sure. I mean, uh, we've obviously seen that people have it in their head that the Boston Celtics – don't lose at home, and they would be right. Listen, I think the Sixers have won one game. I think that's all it's going to be. Uh, I was surprised that Brett Brown was smart enough to make the moves that he made last night. Bringing in McConnell was a big boost for them. Covington has been absolutely disastrous. He should be arrested for grand larceny for getting a $60 million contract. He's absolutely horrendous. Uh, it was nice to see McConnell. I think it's even more shameful, though, that Markel Fultz continues to sit on the bench. Keep in mind, guys, there's nothing physically wrong with Markel Fultz. Marco Fultz is just, he's just got mental problems right now. He's not confident. He has no confidence to go out and play in the NBA. Um, and it's, it's, it's a major red flag because you're seeing a superstar develop in Jason Tatum. This guy looks really good, and it could be one of the big mess-ups this team's ever made with the draft pick. But, yeah, look, I think the line says deep down the Sixers will win, but it's really tough to pull the trigger. I mean, you have to figure with the 36 hours Brad Stevens up, Plenty of time to prepare for T.J. McConnell, of all people. It's amazing that in this town, this guy was undrafted. I mean, he plays hard, but I don't think anyone thought he'd get to this level. They'll make adjustments. It's going to be much more difficult. I think the one game was almost like a little good. 
Hey, big man, I know athletes got to have uh, big skin, but when Julius Irving, Mr. Philadelphia, is talking about, you know, yeah. everybody, that that's the thing. Like, Fultz is sitting there going, okay, well, I'm the first overall pick. You like other guys, and then he already had a mental problem to begin with. That's not good when you're talking about a living legend, you know, talk about stuff like that. And that can't be good for the kid, but uh, hopefully he can shake it off down the line. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, obviously we hope, but, I mean, this, this team isn't any stranger to making – bad draft picks. I mean, they did it with Evan Turner. They did it with uh, Jalil Okafor. And this might be another long-standing bad pick by them. They did it back in the day with Sean Bradley and Samuel Dallin there. Just a complete mess as far as draft picks are concerned. They really bottled it. I mean, luckily they got Simmons and Embiid. But other than that, it's been a real mess. Uh, I, I don't know. Who knows? I mean, th- this could, like I said, be one of the great um, mishaps in the draft where Tatum goes on to be an all-star you know, down the road and Markel Fultz never is the same guy. But, yeah, it's a difficult game because the Sixers did show a little light finally. But um, I, I don't know. Simmons still doesn't look right to me. He had a lot of turnovers last night. Embiid is still, you know, getting into these little stupid spats. I mean, he never really seemed to focus lately on some of these games. Covington's been a mess. Like I said, I, I, I'd have a hard time betting the Sixers on the road. I, I, I just would. You know what? I think I was going to get you a uh, Robert Covington Sixers jersey. <laughs> Good, I'll burn it. Use it for firewood. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You wouldn't be caught dead walking down the street. It's of, true. Every uh, time we've been South Philly wearing a, uh, <laughs> we've had Big I Man on the last times. He's he's ripped Covington every single time we've had him Do- on. Doctor J. Uh, I, I I listen. I rip him on Philly radio as well. Every every chance I get. I mean, I Doctor, hate Doctor J. Yeah, Dr. J, you know, not, not, he probably shouldn't have said anything. Dr. Yeah. J says that Tatum uh, probably should have been the first pick in the draft. Yeah, exactly. He was there. And it's interesting I guess it was, because he was there last night at the game, like in a box. I guess, I guess it was the, all about the fit. We took faults. Philly took faults. Obviously, his rookie year, I think he'll be a rookie again next year, sort of like Ben Ben Simmons because of all the injuries. Man, I haven't heard someone so sour since uh, Ben Roethlisberger <laughs> keeps crying about Mason Rudolph. Uh, going to the Pittsburgh uh, Steelers. But hey, I want to talk NFL in a second uh, here. Uh, but tonight's game's up, uh, big man. You know, the um, the uh, the Houston Rockets have been on a little bit of a roll uh, right now. They're starting to, you can tell it's just a collision course with the Warriors and the Rockets. Looks like the Utah Jazz are out of gas. Um, uh, Houston uh, have been covering uh, at home and beating the crap out of people. Um, what, what do you make of this game? I hate to be Captain Shock. But I think the Rockets uh, win this game. And, you know, the Pelicans and the Warriors game, I want to believe the Pelicans hang around a little bit because they can score. And out of all the elimination games so far this year, guys, the only one that didn't cover, actually, was Golden State against San Antonio. Spurs, that's right. They covered the number. They laid like 11, and they won by 8 or something like that. 99-91, I think it was. What do you make of the games tonight, big man? Do you think they're blowouts, or do you like the dogs? They're both very tough. I mean, there's there's not a lot to really go on here. I will say this. I mean, and this is kind of telling. I mean, this year as a home favorite of 12 and a half or more, so obviously in that blowout range, 2 and 11 against the spread for Houston. So, you know, Dixon, I think they're, it's kind of a little recency bias, Gabe, with a couple games lately, they've had some blocks, but overall they've been largely, uh, you know, they have a large problems covering big numbers because some of their defense. I would, if, if I'm going to pick a game, I'd be more inclined to take the Pelicans if I'm going to take one of these. Um, for whatever reason, you know, the Pelicans can score. It's just can they get some stops? Um, it, it's now or never for them. They're kind of facing the elimination. And generally in an elimination game, I almost will take the points, especially if I'm getting double digits. Uh, and, you know, Gabe, I, I don't really use 
these day stats very often. They're kind of stupid and don't make a ton of sense a lot of time. But I, I think this is kind of telling this year. And it's interesting because I went back and looked at lately if this was re- early in the year or what. But Golden State's 1-9 and nine this year on Tuesdays against the spread. And they're not covering. It's not even close. I mean, they're just they're getting by. And I don't know if it has any – any kind of leeway. I know, I feel like I've talked to Teddy Covers about this one time, and he, he'd always mention to me, you know, he only looks at it when it's like above 10 games or more or something like that. But it is kind of a telling one. With the offense they have, I'd imagine they could hang around, but it's hard to bet against the Warriors. Well, why can't they hang around 116-109 or something? You yeah, know, that sounds like up. something from Mark Lawrence's database on yeah, Tuesdays. The, <laughs> the day stats, I've never been a fan of either, really, in the NBA. No, I see neither, that. Yeah. And then, but like you said, sometimes you'll see Brooklyn Nets, 0-17, last 17 Wednesdays. Yes. I know. It's like, wow. it's like, hey. And then I played on the Wednesday, and, of course, they win. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, dude, I played, I played a stat like this the other day, and it's stupid. It was like, Stupid, stupid, blind type stuff. The Angels were like 0-22, 0-22 when, when yeah. having seven hits and allowing less than three runs the day before. <laughs> it was one of those stupid things. And I was like, man, this is really stupid, but it's 22-0. and So, of course, I lost. Oh, I swear sure. to God, I think some of these websites, like they're in cahoots, like you and I are blame big men. We're in, we're in cahoots with the sports books. They're posting up these trends to sucker you into bet. And yeah, making, I mean, they're, they're making a commission. Twenty-two yeah, games. Happened. Amazing, but but yeah, no, th- these two games are very tough. I mean, they really they are. are. Because, both big spreads. You know, you, I know. Who wants to lay you know eleven and a half? And even look at last night's games. I get the Cavs blew out Toronto, but could you really lay points with that team? I mean, I I don't blame anyone's not laying the points last night. Frankly, well, how about I mean, this? It, it, they don't cover the favorite. The Warriors have beaten. You, know, you think the Raptors are owned by the Cavs. The Warriors have beaten uh, the Pelicans 27 of the last 30 times they played. They're 27-3 and three straight up now. Um, in the last 15, they're 13-2. and two, But it's interesting. Only 5-5 five and five against the spread in the last Ooh, 10 games against that's them. Because they're big numbers. You're laying these points. It basically comes down to whether the Pelicans quit or not. You know, they're going to be yeah. down by 6 going into the 4th. Yep. Do they quit? Does Golden State have that killer instinct if they want to? Golden State can name their score. It, yeah, these, these are tough games, but all right, big man. So we got a couple of minutes left. Let's talk uh, NFL. The NFL draft has come and gone um, here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. There's been some conversation about which, uh, which rookie is going to have the most fantasy impact. And obviously a lot of people are talking about Saquon Barkley, and it is going to be, you know, it is going to be something to see uh, this kid um, catch passes out of that uh, backfield, and they do. They you know they drafted the big kid out of uh, UTEP. They bring in Nate Soldier as well. I think there's improvements on the line, but let's talk about some of the more unheralded uh, type of players uh, that could have an impact uh, as rookies uh, this year. Uh, big man, out of the, some of these uh, these draft picks this year, which one of these, which some of these players do you think has an impact uh, on their team this year and helps right away? This is kind of an off-the-radar one just because of where he was picked and who he was. But I think Michael Gallup from Colorado State, he's drafted by the Cowboys. Obviously, there's a pretty big void with that team offensively right now with the receiver position. Jason Witten gone, Des Bryant gone. Um, you have that slot guy in Beasley. But do you have a number one receiver? I guess it's Terrence Williams. But I think he's going to be a good number two option for that offense. Uh, I know they're pretty, you know, getting run heavy at this point, but he's a good player. I mean, the only reason he wasn't at a big-time school uh, in college was due to grades. He had some SAT issues, but 
I think other than that, he would have been a high-level receiver uh, that a lot of people would know about. And if you watch Kyler State with Nick Stevens over the years, he was a big-time receiver at that school. I think he'd come in and be a pretty good WR2 for them and it really kind of inject some, some life into that offense after two of their, their, their you know, bigger players offensively leave. That's a great call, big man, too. Also catching 17 passes on third down that went for a first down last year, the fifth most in the nation. So he can get it done. He can stretch the sticks. I'll tell you one thing. Drafting a New England running back in fantasy, it's absolute Russian roulette. And a lot of the time it's suicide. But how do you think Sony Michelle's going to do there? I know they still have Burkhead. They still have White. But uh, this guy he seems like a guy who can get a lot more touches, and he could be very, very dangerous. But you know Bill Belichick in New England when it comes to yeah, fantasy psycho. backs. He is a psycho. You but... don't know what he's going to do. <laughs> what do you think about Michelle? Sony Michelle pisses him off in training camp a couple of times. He's third on a depth chart suddenly, <laughs> exactly. right? Exactly. Like, you, you don't know. But, yeah, what kind of impact? It's hard to always predict what Patriot running backs are going to do, Man. Well, yeah, it is. And I think, you know, a lot of people want him to be that kind of with Garrett Blunt type of player for them. But, yeah, I mean, you're, I'm generally not – if I want a running back, I'm not in love with them going to New England. Like, if I'm a running back, it's not the greatest system for the running backs, obviously, with Tom Brady there. I don't know. I don't know how, how big I would be into him. I mean, they just don't – I mean, let's be real. They, they like to throw the football around. I mean, that that's kind of the main thing. And like Gabe said, I mean – who the hell knows if he'll even make the team the way uh, Bill Belichick is. <laughs> yeah. uh, he seems like he would be one of those guys that tries to jump over the pile on third down in a preseason game and uh, you know gets benched for it. I mean, doesn't Belichick suspend you uh, if you if you jump over the pile? I could have sworn he's he's uh, yeah. Third you down, know but, he uh, hates it. You know what Belichick has? Remember when uh, Jesse James reached out with the football? And people yeah. said after that, yeah. that, would, that would never happen with the Patriots. Belichick tells you never reach out with the football <laughs> like that. Only bad things will happen. This will be a nice – this is a player that I think probably it'll be like a, a you know, very you know, hit or miss uh, here. But from a fantasy standpoint as well, specifically at DFS, I'm not really talking season long, but uh, Traquan Smith, uh, the wide receiver out of Central Florida, going to be in a nice opportunity playing with the New Orleans Saints, man. I mean, this kid's a speedster. Um, he's got good hands. Uh, Michael Thomas. Listen, Michael Thomas, they had Brandon Cook, Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas is the rookie. He looks so good, they get rid of Brandon Cooks. Then Thomas last year had a hard time dealing with the double teams, and he wasn't quite ready to be a legitimate number one star receiver. But he was still putting up, you know, numbers, but he wasn't getting touchdowns. I think Thomas, he started to fight through it. He got better near the end of the year fighting through that. So I think Thomas is ready to sort of be that guy. But it really opens up an opportunity for other guys. And I tell you what, this Traquan Smith, uh, big man, I think he can step up. And, uh, you know, I wouldn't be sure if everything went to according to plan, man, this kid could have 60, 70 catches this year and, and have an impact uh, for the New Orleans Saints. Yeah, I, I think it's obviously one of those systems you love to be in with Drew Brees and being in that zone. But I, I think the big problem with him is, is many of the knocks are that he's, he's not physical enough. I mean, he can really be knocked off the ball by – some press defenders early in routes, things like that. He's got really long arms, which is a big thing. Um, but I think, listen, anytime you throw a receiver into that uh, group, I think they're going to do well. And listen, UCF really came on this year. Keep in mind, they also aren't a, a pass-first offense, so he didn't get as many, I guess, options or uh, uh, reception opportunities that he would have gotten. Mackenzie Milton, they obviously run a kind of a, an option type of offense. So, yeah, I think he could come in, and he's obviously got to get a little stronger and a little bit, uh, you know, you know, as far as it's more physical, you know, get some of these DBs. But, yeah, I mean, with, with that system, I think a lot of people would succeed. One other guy that I think 
I'm really high on. I like this pick a lot. Royce Freeman for the Broncos. They had a great draft. Uh, really, everything they did made sense. I mean, Royce Freeman's you know, the all-time leading rusher at that university at Oregon. You know, there's. I always wonder about lot. Oregon backs. Yeah, <laughs> I always wonder about. Look, Le- Garrett Blunt was good. Yeah. But all these other guys that, you know, the sort of little scat back. Jonathan Stewart? Well, Stewart, oh, no. he had a good career. He's a solid you know career. What? The older, those are all uh, yeah. Belletti guys. Yeah, you're right. They're, those, you know, they're, they're not Chip Kelly guys, yes. but they're sort of modern guys. Who's the little dude? Who's the guy who was on the San Francisco 49ers? Man, they, they gave uh, the ball we, in the Super Bowl. You got the kid on the Chiefs, DeAnthony Thomas. Yes, yes. DeAnthony yes. Thomas. He man. is a string goal. Yeah, fast burner, but when you're hit, you're dead. Yeah, yeah. He was a Chip Kelly guy. He was on the Eagles briefly, wasn't he? Yeah, I don't know. I just wonder about uh, Pac-12 backs, like Oregon, these spread offense type of backs. Uh, but you think Free is a good fit eh, for Denver? Yeah, he's got a pure body. He's not one of those kind of lightning backs. He's 230 pounds. He's a bit more muscular. He's got a kind of a, a better build, to get, if you will. He can catch passes out of the back. I don't think he's got to come in right away and be your number one either. I mean, still have Booker there. He's a pretty good running back. And look, and they're, I think they're going to be a lot more dependent on the pass. I mean, they have some good receivers there. Went and added Cortland Sutton. They have a couple good tight ends to go along with, uh, you know, Sanders and, and, and those guys there. So I think he can kind of learn. He doesn't have to come in and be that bell cow guy right away. Like, guys is going to have to be. I think guys is going to have to come in and be their number one running back right away. They don't have much there. I'm mean, Let's be honest. C.J. Anderson, uh, I mean, I don't know. Anderson yeah, who, uh, of course, former wow. Denver Broncos, signs with the Carolina Panthers, wow. the team that he actually <laughs> beat in the Super Bowl. Yes. And he actually beat them because God, yep. God knows it wasn't Peyton Manning. <laughs> the, uh, the MVPs of that Super Bowl were C.J. Anderson and uh, that jackass referee um, that uh, threw <laughs> rigged the game for the Denver Broncos. Uh, but, you know, C.J. Anderson and... Isn't isn't C.J. Anderson, big man, like the most Carolina type of thing to do to sign C.J. Anderson? Well, he is, yeah, Jonathan. Yeah, you're, you're right. I just mentioned him. Like, like, you said it. That's such a Carolina good. move. He's good, but he's hurt, and he's yeah, all right. Yeah. But you know what I mean? He's one of those deals. Well, he's you a, got McCaffrey. He's I don't have a problem with it. Yeah, you got McCaffrey. I don't have a problem with this. Right, he is. And, and he is the John Stewart. And, I mean, thank God he's gone. I mean, that D'Angelo Williams-Johnson Stewart brigade was there for a long time. But <laughs> I like what they've done. They've, they've done some nice things. I mean, they brought in some really nice playmakers. You know, DJ Moore I was a big fan of. I'm not a Torrey Smith guy. I mean, who knows you're going to get there. They didn't do a ton on the offensive line. But, you know, they've helped their, their running backs a little bit. You don't have to have McCaffrey take every carry. You know, what's Fozzie Whitaker giving you? You know, put in a guy like Anderson, a good change of pace guy. Um, yeah, I, I like what they've done, you know, slowly but surely here. Jeff Nadu, you yep. can follow him on Twitter, at Jeff Nadu. Uh, big man on campus as well. Uh, check him out over at the uh, SPR YouTube page. Always a pleasure, big man. Thanks, guys. Uber unveils concept for flying cars. Good luck with that. You guys should worry about driving cars. <laughs> Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. 
Game Time Decisions. Level 2. Game Time Decisions, Red Heat and Rage Radio. DailyRoto.com. It's $1 month. Still early enough in the month to make it worth it. It'd be worth it if it was the last day of the month. It's $1. Yep. One buck. Use all the same uh, analysis optimizers that uh, millionaire makers use. DailyRoto.com. Use promo code $1. Win money playing DFS. And you can also play free DFS uh, baseball. And if you're good at it, you can win uh, two tickets to a World Series game this year. Check out uh, www.dkms slash FNTSY. DKMS slash FNTSY. And uh, support the uh, fight against uh, blood cancer. And uh, play uh, daily fantasy baseball and potentially win two tickets to a World Series game. All right. I'm Gabriel Morantes alongside uh, Camp Stewart. Thanks to Jeff Nadu, big man on campus, uh, for joining us. Uh, no NHL hockey None. on the board here this evening. What a performance by Nashville last night. God, man, that was like you talk about, I love you, call Flip Forsberg, but that was one of the best goals, like between the legs. Like, and he just did it naturally. Like, you know what I mean? He wasn't trying to hot dog or nothing. I'll tell you. Wow, man. Game you, seven. Did you watch the show Game of Thrones? No. No, I didn't think so. Neither do I. <laughs> I know. Everyone's like, oh, you got to watch this. I, I, I've got enough time in the day, man. I think there's a phrase in the Game of uh, Thrones. Mike Florio seems like the type of dude to watch, he, would watch Game, of, Game of, Thrones. of Thrones. I don't know. Um, he might. <laughs> <laughs> he seems to me, like I said, he seems to me like the type of dude to watch it, but there's a saying, I guess, uh, winter's coming. Winter's coming, and it means, ooh, bad things are about to yeah. happen. Ooh, winter's coming. <laughs> uh, but I'll tell you Doesn't right now. sound very intimidating. Yeah, win- Winter's coming. Yeah, okay. win- winter is coming for uh, the Winnipeg Jets, and I should say, summertime. It's an emotional roller coaster, this stuff. And I don't know. I almost feel like I was the kiss of death because I'm telling people, all right, this is the team, Winnipeg, this, you know, bigger, faster, stronger, and they're going to lose game seven in Nashville. I just realized the Raptors futures that I have at nine to one. I haven't even looked at what I'm. Da- they're going to be a minus when we what, what, oh. today. I haven't forgot about that account I use because I got four accounts, and I have the Jets as my other one. Nine to one for like two hundred. Like Gabe, I, I, this, yeah, is, this, this is a, this is a nightmare. Yeah, you the, didn't realize you have hit refresh. You oh, haven't yeah, no, no refresh. I, See, I, at uh, least I bit the bullet at the time. Oh, I, I'm, I'm going to be biting more than bullets. I put my three hundred up at five to one, so that's just gone. So, yeah. Bye-bye. So uh, my uh, UAger account is officially closed. Oh, I got four accounts right now. Like, they're hanging on by a thread. One oh, credit account. I might have to take out another card for that one. After How la- much last did you put on the bottom. Raptors? Uh, too much. Uh, uh, more than I, I should have. It just, I, it's just one of those nights I just kept on clicking. They're going to get swept. Yeah. It's unbelievable, Gabe. Like, uh, yeah, I, I don't even know what to say anymore. I had a, go- a, a golfer last week. The guy, like, four putts. It's just, it's just I'm looking at these accounts going, we need a break, buddy. We need a break. What's in the bag today? Oh, lots of. Uh, Notice you've got a, a bottle of water. Yeah, I bought a bottle of water for 69 cents. You haven't drank the water. Not yet. Miscellaneous bags. McDonald's coupons. Take a look at these. They're pretty strong, actually. You can get a lot of value there. 
I'm going to tell you, McDonald's real estate guy wants to sell my home. I'm listening. <laughs> uh, whatever Martin Canal says. What are you Martin, saying? You're listening. Hey, Martin, here's, here, here's something. I'm your bitch. And you can you know what you 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 make an offer on my townhome. Just don't lowball me. Give me something. To, I'm not going to go down to Harold the jewelry buyer's level. Like I will buy your house and contents, but I'm getting pretty close. Uh, I got a flyer here for uh, your local convenience store, Marenzi. It was uh, peanut butter's on sale for three ninety nine. We got a nice roast. I'm going to cook my mom a roast for Mother's Day this weekend. I can walk in there. Uh, she's not getting the the, the rib. Uh, the rib cap this week. I'm thinking we're more of a blade. I'm more of a blade marinade man now after the way things are going. I don't know what I'm going to do. Thank God potatoes are cheap. Anyway, yeah, computer. Oh, yeah, here's my travel bag, like the home hobo shower. And oh, yeah, I, got yeah, the yeah. To- I got the toothpaste, tooth- toothbrush. Colgate was on sale. I got Axe Apollo, $2.99 for quality de- deodorant there. And I have lots of antacids. You haven't seen my sidekick yet. <laughs> Like, oh, I got a lot of good stuff in here. Extra stress guys of late. Yep, Zantac 150s. I went to the Cool Mint. Uh, NRC, that's for, uh, yeah, I don't even have vegetables. Hair gel, head, head buds, coupons. Lots of loose Kleenex. That's pretty gross. I should actually get rid of that. I, I got some soya sauce. I know I, got, I might have a bowl of rice in there, too. Yeah, and some... Uh, Stuff that my girlfriend bought me, it's called Body Balm, because uh, you know about the thing popping out of my stomach. I'm doing a lot of chafing lately, so it's anti-blister and chafing. You rub it on your tummy, and it uh, makes it smooth. Is the bomb helping out a bit? The, the bomb, yeah. The bomb is great. Nobody knows <laughs> no, what a bomb's no, going to do. Nobody told you to put the bomb on. Yeah. Nobody knows what a bomb's going to do. It's the bomb. bomb. That's what hits a bomb. <laughs> yeah, I got some other, uh, I don't know what these silver, these discs are. Some gravel. Pens. Disappointed. No slices of pizza. No. no, no uh, I did have crust, but I ate them on the way here. You, well, you, had, you had loose pizza I crust. really had like just like that's how hungry. I actually had two crusts in a bag, and I ate them on the walk here. Yeah, I got a little thing of gel. Yeah, you're, you're right, man. My so bag's struggling. And empty goldfish crackers. Did you ever think that uh, you'd be a middle-aged man walking down the street eating uh, leftover pizza crust uh, from your bag? No, Gabe, I didn't. <laughs> Got some old horse book tickets in there. Hey, life's pretty good though. I can't complain. I still, I've still paid uh, any day nine above. nine years of my mortgage off. I got, a, I think I got about another. Uh, what do I got? I think I did a thirty year. So <laughs> I got twenty one more more years before uh, debt free. Yay! <laughs> oh man, I got to be honest with you. That's why I drink regular cola. I know Sunny and. Uh, and uh, Taylor left a lot of uh, these uh, sodas in the fridge. I, I tell Diet you, Coast. I don't know what it is about Diet Pop. It just doesn't mean uh, I'll take the it 150. Gives me, it gives me heartburn. Gives me a stomachache. Yeah, exactly. It it's, makes my stomach go all crazy, too. It's the, the aspartame. Yeah, 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 aspartame. Aspartame sucks. Yeah, rats don't like it either, nor humans. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. No, I, Poor I, bastards. I, I think I'll stick to the regular. So they're testing Diet Coke on rats. Oh yeah, aspartame was a nightmare. I don't even know how that. I don't even know how that stuff passed the uh, the health regulations. So even uh, see, even rats don't like diet coke. Yeah, diet soda sucks. I agree. The closest one to good though, the only one that's been kind of close is the uh, Dr Pepper's not too bad. Tab, tab. Oh yeah, <laughs> that half carbonated blasted tab. What a drink. Those were the days. Tab RC Cola. You don't see those uh, beverage companies anymore. They've gone by the wayside. RC Cola, you, you, you can still find RC. In, in California. In some finer stores. <laughs> it's the Royal Crown. You know? Yeah, it's, it's good stuff. It's the Royal Crown soda. It is, it is good stuff. So, 
Here's a, uh, here's a story uh, that I see here. Um, that um, this is pretty much uh, pretty much a low of all lows, even by today's uh, standards. But uh, police in Syracuse uh, say that uh, parents of a nine-year-old boy pretended that their son had cancer so they could uh, go on a trip to uh, meet the team and go on the field and, like, you know. Oh, the make-a-wish stuff. They faked it. They faked oh it. Oh, like, To get God. treated like, yeah. That's brutal. And who, are they, who do they want to meet? The Syracuse Orange Men. <laughs> Not even that, a basketball That feels team. like Make-A-Wish Jr. Come on. You're telling me out of all the teams they wanted to meet Syracuse? Yeah, like, you I know. Back McNabb. You know, like, um, you'll see these videos. Like, Nebraska does it often. Nebraska. Yeah, they just did one with USC and this kid who was sick, too. Don't, uh, I, exactly. I, I really like it. Are you going to meet John Cena, like your favorite wrestler or whatever? No, it's a great foundation. Man, I think that USC fan kid might have passed away. I actually saw a feature on that kid. I started he, crying. I, I agree with you 100%. I started crying. And, uh, yeah, so exactly. So these, you know, universities. Like, like Nebraska had the, like the eight-year-old kid, and he suited up, and yep. he scored a touchdown. Awesome. You know, remember there was another time they went way out, man, make a wish. It, it's good. Uh, it's a good it's fantastic. It's fantastic. Remember one kid was a, he was a dying, and he was a Batman fan. They actually got, like, the, the real Batmobile and helicopters. Yeah. They shut the street down and the Amazing. whole nine yards. I and, love that, man. Yeah, you know, step up. and it's, Exactly. It's a good, uh, it's a nice thing. So here's the video of the kid on the field with the players practicing and everything. Yep. Oh, yeah, he's chucking the ball. Looks like he's having a good time. All the players oh, are yeah, there. All the players rally around yeah. him and stuff. All right. Um, so uh, basically, people were. Uh, the kid's name is C.J. LaFrance, France. a nine-year-old with Hodgkin's lymphoma, was able to uh, visit the Syracuse Orangemen football team last year and hang out and practice and practice with the team. Police now say the parents uh, fabricated the boy's illness, according to uh, the Cayuga Sheriff's Office via Syracuse.com. Uh, new service, LaFrance, were charged last Friday with a shame to defraud and endangering the wealth for the child. They also had a damn GoFundMe account. Raised over three grand. Put out a bold goal of 8000 Like It's not much if your kid has cancer, actually, to be honest. They call that bold. Um, these people should be doing hard time. If you're going to do something like that, that's, to me... When you're thinking about crimes, like to lie about cancer and to get your kid out there and stuff like that, the problem is these crimes that you don't really get as much as you think you would for the, for something like that. I don't even and think it, I don't a, even a think our guy movie. Eric Cohen would do this. No, Eric Eric, yeah, Eric he, lies to girls to 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 get laid or yeah, to try to get laid. Like yeah, you, I'm a lineman we for used the bills. To, we yeah. used to work with somebody that actually did do this. I don't know if you know he did this, but he confessed to this one night in late night hours on our show. In which uh, he went down to the glass level of a Toronto Maple Leaf game and told Felix Potvin uh, that uh, his sister was sick with cancer and could she get a stick? He basically really? fabricated a relative's illness to get to a, get a goalie stick, stick from Felix Potvin. That's so bad. That's so bad. I don't even know. He admitted that. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Whoa, what a bad move. Yeah, yeah, like I got to like that, that, that. That's not. Yeah, cool. but he's a parent now, so I, I don't believe he'd still do it now. I think now he, you know, I don't think he'd go so far. I mean, you know, I'm actually surprised that you're surprised that he did this. 
Yeah, well, I don't think I, when I think about humans, like we all do, like you know what I mean. Like me taking crackers to the metro because I don't want to buy a box of crackers is a hell of a lot different than saying I got cancer and telling get me a stick. Yeah. yeah, like you look at my little little things that I do. I just call, call it getting value for my grocery bill. No, I, I don't lie about illnesses to get. I'm starting to think uh, here, though, that this was all perpetrated. It was all a scam from the beginning. The parents, like, pretty, you know, pretty uh, audacious of them to actually send their kid out to a Syracuse football yeah. practice, let people film it. Did they not think that people were going to see this? Yeah, yeah, like you like might maybe investigate. Their neighbors, yeah. Maybe their neighbors say, that kid doesn't have cancer. We see him playing in the park yeah, all the time. Exactly. Like he's, he's out on his bike and going to the correct. That's what it was. It was like people in the neighborhood saw the kid on the news and everything and we're like the kid he's not sick there's a lot of that stuff going around i've watched a lot of so these I'm thinking, uh, it's crazy now at first i thought wasn't it crazy like you know what if this was like alabama or something it wouldn't surprise yeah. me you know day with nick saban and someone family <laughs> like god oh, i'm sorry coach yeah. i just love alabama so, so much i had to get close to I, you it's my only way to meet you i'm so sorry <laughs> You're right. I can see. Yeah, that. like this. This that, is that's Syracuse. something in SEC country. Yeah, they're sure. a four and eight football team. I know it's crazy. So who the hell, like you know what I mean? Who goes out of the way to scheme a four and eight football team? I mean, really, if you and I want to go hang out at a Syracuse practice, we could just show up. Yeah, we don't even have to tell them we have cancer. We I could be show honest up with you. They probably say, "Guys, thanks for coming." I don't even think. Yeah, we wouldn't even need media credentials with like a string. I think we could probably walk on the field and say, "Hey, guys, thanks for showing up to our practice. We really appreciate your support." Yeah, like you know what I mean. Like when I don't even have to walk we, in yeah, there. We always want to come and check you guys <laughs> yeah. out. Man. Go orange. Go orange. Yeah, take pictures with them. Probably. Yeah. It's like, it's not like you know, Syracuse basketball is a different story. Still, but I'm thinking, Cam, that they did this, probably sending the kid out, thinking that it sells the story for the GoFundMe page that they have the video with yeah. the Syracuse Orangeman. So they're sort of trying to use the Syracuse brand name to get the donations. Yeah, the thing is, they but only who they the hell only asked for eight thousand dollars. That's another thing. If your kid was sick. What do you think your GoFundMe would like? What's eight thousand dollars? And the craziest thing is, they only got three thousand from the GoFundMe, which is nuts. That's pretty – can't you believe they didn't even hit 50% of their goal? What do you think about that, Marenzi? Now, I see um, I see a great uh, comment uh, in the message uh, board uh, related to this story that says, let them keep the money. They obviously need it. As punishment, make them go to every Syracuse football game. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> Wow. People are just, uh, I'll tell you, man, life's pretty crazy. Like, to do something like that, and you said it too, out of all the teams, what? And if you're going to hustle, like, really? so you Get, you, get your hustle on. You, you parents are going to be known forever as, the people, as the people that used your kid to try to scam people for $8,000. And you made three. You got $3,000 out of it. You've been arrested. You're shamed. It's the type of stuff you lose your kid for, actually. Not exactly. a poor kid's probably in child services or something That's like that. That's another good point. You, you, can't, you can't have this kid going back to these parents if they're doing stuff like that. Bad parenting. It is. I can't believe our horse is still worth more than what they made on their GoFundMe account. Not by much, but a little bit more. It's funny. You just, you just read my mind, actually. Is that what you were just going to say? That's great. I, I, didn't, I didn't even say anything. Yeah, we started a GoFundMe account for the horse. We just say he's sick. Which he is sick. He is. It's the truth. He's not say hey, 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 he's got a leg problem. He's got a confidence problem. He's got horse panic attacks. He can't, he, he's going for a jog. He, he obviously can't move. 
Yeah, no, I'm with you. I, I, he is sick. And he's getting older, too. Can't we just set up his retirement fund? He's not going to run anymore. Isn't he 10? Is he 10 or is he 8? He's 8. Red Bugler was how old? 10? Yeah. Yeah. So he, we, even if Conflict Diamond was healthy, Morency, getting another year that? out of that horse how's would be... Red, how's Red Bugler doing right now? Uh, he's dead. Yeah. His heart blew up. Sell the horse. We don't want him to die. We're humanitarians. I'm not... It's been a disaster, but we're not going to have this horse die on our watch. No, no way. Uh, poor Conflict Diamond. He tried for us. He's just beat down. Yeah, he's like the Raptors. He was trying, now he stopped. Yep. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fancy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fancy Sports Radio Network app. The Fancy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fancy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fancy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Big Will says, uh, get off the Zantac 150s camp. Pepsi AC, extra strength, way better, says Big Will. And Big Will's not yeah. called Big Will for, for nothing. nothing. He's no. not Little Will. Yeah, I'll tell you something, Big Will. When I went down to Vegas, too, uh, they had the Nexium down there. That stuff, uh, yeah, that's like uh, once you get on the Nexium, it's a whole train of thought. But my mom, she is actually like the queen of antacids. Like I'm talking big leagues. The Gaviscon liquid is like the milkshake. That's that that stuff really works. Maalox too, another winner. I don't do Rolades and Tums. Rolades and Tums are basically like for people. Oh, you know that that spaghetti sauce was a little hot. Like I got real problems. <laughs> I got I got holes in there. Like like remember, hey Marenzi too. I'll give Marenzi a lot of credit. Like we're cola monsters. We were drinking like four liters a day for a while. He's got a bad stomach. I got a my esophagus is shredded. So basically, between both of us, yeah, we've done a lot of damage to ourselves. Speak for yourself. I'm a picture of health. <laughs> Actually, I do. I'm looking at the table. Can I guess? Is that is that a lemon? Did you have fish last night? Yeah. I could tell because you got your lemon squeezer out there. Fish with a little lemon? That's healthy. Yeah, I prefer to buy the um, the fake lemon. No, I don't. I prefer fake lemon, too. Yeah, otherwise, don't you got to buy gr- new lemon all the time. Now you got lemon in your oh. fridge all the time. Yeah, Portuguese Joe told me that trick, too. Fake lemon is great in everything. In soup, stews, it, it actually gives it a real nice flavor. I, I put I put fake lemon in everything. Drinks. It's, it's awesome. Yeah, exactly. You just, look at this. It's a real lemon. That's a salad. It looks like that dressing's a little thick, but uh, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm drenched in the salad. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I could, I could tell. Yeah, like, but I'm still eating the salad. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. The, the leaves are good. It's but a start. It is. That looks like Thousand what, Islands. What are you supposed to eat? Like the salad? No, I'm, just, I'm just, I'm just saying it wasn't a vinaigrette, Marenzi. It looks a little bit thick. I'm saying it looked like a Thousand Islands dressing with a lot of calories in it. Trust yeah. me, I know dressing. Yeah. <laughs> 
It's better than eating uh, oh, nachos. It's, oh, it's better than what I did the other night. Actually, like buying oil and frying up wings. That's probably like the worst thing you could do. But God, that man, sounds good. They're delicious. I, I've perfected the art, Marenzi. I got a beautiful basket that I got from the dollar store. I got the oil, nice and fresh. I do wings that are as good as bars now, man. It's beautiful. I do the salt and pepper, roll them in a little hot sauce. Absolutely fantastic. Love frying wings. I'm gonna give. Uh, I'm gonna give uh, Florio. Yeah, what's going on? Clam Chowder's phone number right now. We're going to do a surprise call to Clam nice. Chowder. It was his birthday last Was it night. really? Yeah, and you know he's a very sensitive guy. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he tweeted me about 392 times, reminding me that it was his birthday. Yeah. But we called him last night, and uh, he didn't pick up. I think he was out. Oh, well, you might maybe he went out for his birthday. Yeah, exactly. He's a high roller, right? Well, the, the costume business, he, he seems to be doing pretty good. He does a lot of those comic book fairs and stuff now. Like he, I tell you, like he was in a video, like when he went yeah, to Boston word. and stuff. Like he's pretty popular. Yeah, word on the street is he's coming to Vegas uh, in August uh, for the big football convention. <laughs> you got to go up on stage with him. Chowder in Las Vegas, like it's just you know, it's meant. It's, yeah, it's it's perfect. It's, it is perfect. It is and it isn't. Like on like you know, Chowder Chowder has fun wherever he goes, but. Um, like Vegas would just be off the hook. Like imagine like him on the strip, in the full mascot and stuff. You know he's gonna love it. He's gonna have oh, really he's gonna have chicks coming up and grabbing him. I will say this though: some of the other street street vendors and grifters Ooh. might not like his act. They're very, very competitive on Fremont Street. I saw Silver. Yeah, gonna, I saw they're, they're gonna think he's that's a, a, right. A former. They're stepping in on his turf. I saw Silver Silver dude with hammock like fight keyboard that's a very man. Good point. And like, uh, I, I was bringing it, it up happens. too. The convention is at the uh, Golden Nugget, and Ooh. casinos don't let you walk around like that. You can't have your head. No, they think you're going to like do something, rob yeah, them. You like can't you can't, yeah, you have mascot, to pull a gun out. You have to have facial recognition surgery. You can't be, you can't be in a mascot outfit. <laughs> but it's true, man. I've been on Fremont, and there's a lot of different guys who have different corners and stuff like that. So. The thing is, Chowder's a friendly guy, but I'm going to tell you, some of these uh, street performers, people down there, they don't take too kindly to new people stepping in. It's kind of like the drug dealer on their turf. What the hell are you doing here in my neighborhood, man? And even if he's friendly, ooh, it's not good. Another thing I hate about the Vegas Strip is those assholes that keep on uh, selling the, they, they give away the cream samples to chicks. Oh, you want some moisturizer and shit? Like, you don't do that to a woman. It's basically saying, like, you're old and... Your face is wrinkled. Like, like these guys run out and give every chick on the strip moisture. I've seen girls put these guys in, like, headlocks. And, like, it's <laughs> it's ridiculous. Like, you're, you don't go up to a woman and say, hey, you need creams, man. That's that's a really bad way to start the relationship. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I got to tell you, on Fremont, man, it's nice stand out. You're going to have a great time at the Nugget, Gabe. Uh, Tony Miller and the gang. I usually don't stay at the Nugget because the rooms were a little too expensive. I'm more of a, a D-man, and you know about me at the El Cortez. I know the owner, Kenny Epstein, now, so we usually get a deal. Now, last night, uh, Cam, I did. Uh, I played Sports Jeopardy. Nice. Yeah, I did the Sports Jeopardy test, um, the Sports Trivia. I crushed it. Beautiful. Very easy. Um, it was stupid questions, but and then so it was too easy. So I, you know, I went on and you know did did some other ones, and uh, one of the categories was like games. And it was really stupid, dude. It was like dodgeball and whatever. Like, which game yeah. do you run and do this? And which one Which one do you run and throw throw a ball at in a gym? 
I thought it was dodgeball. Yeah, it was dodgeball. Yeah, yeah it was called Chicken Run. You ever heard of Chicken Run? No, I've never heard of Chicken I mean, Run. I mean, the game's called Dodgeball. Yeah, no, exactly. And, and there was there a movie? Actually, there was a movie called Chicken Run, but I don't think that was about the game. It was about chickens, but there has been a dodgeball movie. So I've heard. I you know I don't really know what this is though. When I've heard the word cornhole, I've always just referred it to as uh, Tony Kornheiser. <laughs> So, oh yeah, cornhole. Cornhole is the game where you chuck the beanbag in the hole. Oh, is that what that's it is? cornhole? Yeah. So that's it. That's not what comes out of my ass. It's the beanbag that, like, you throw the game and, and it's a target a and charity, it goes down. A charity cornhole tournament in Georgia turned into a massive brawl. Awesome. Between adults, um, being in the heat in Georgia can make people do crazy things. They say, but uh, one thing apparently is uh, you will fight over cornhole. <laughs> It was a charity cornhole event. <laughs> it's a charity cornhole. I got to be honest with you. We've been to a lot of tailgates. Cornhole gets boring really quick. Like, it's one of those games <laughs> that you're sitting there. Like, I know you don't want to do too much activity when you're drunk, but you're just kind of like, man, you're throwing the beanbag in the little hole. Like, I got to be honest with you. When we were even at Mississippi State, I saw a couple people, like, play the cornhole. I don't know, man. I'm not really down with that game. It seems to be a Southern thing. Yeah, I don't lie. It's kind of meh. So cornhole, why isn't it just called like beanbag? Yeah. I, I like it, cornhole, though. It's good. It's good. Good handle. It's a good name. <laughs> and they do it from too close, too. That's another thing. If you're really going to play. You know what, Gabe? You know what game I used to love that they should bring back now? But back in the day, like, people got hurt and, like, things went through their head. Lawn darts. I had so much fun. And, like, if your buddy's got, like, a backyard and stuff, you get the hoops and you get the chuck chuck the lawn darts in there. Now, that is a great game for drunks. The problem was, back in the day, they made them with a, aluminum and metal, and people got wasted. You know, you get, yeah, like, yeah, a lawn yeah. dart in your leg or in your temple. Like, I remember they actually banned lawn darts, but I thought they, because like, they made them, ooh, people were getting hurt. But that is a way, like, for drunk games, love it, man. That, that, that's a game you got to bring back. So what's lawn darts? Lawn darts. So basically you have... A hoop that you put down at one end and another, and you stand oh, by, bigger, and, you, and you basically like chuck the dart in the air, and you try to you try to put it in for points. You seem like the type of dude that would be into uh, horseshoes. I like. Horseshoes. I can see you in a park drinking, throwing horseshoes uh, up up at my. Uh, when I used to have property up north before my parents, uh, yeah, I used to I used to go in horseshoe competitions. I actually love horseshoes. Great game. Great, great. It's better than yeah. See, horseshoes is a way better cornhole. Because there's things that happen. You have to measure it. it can, you can get a one that stands. You get three points if it's if it hits the pin. You know what I the would, ringer uh, the ringer. If you ring it, that's the key. You know what I would play when I was a kid. I remember my grandfather uh, buying the uh, croquet set. Croquet's awesome. Duck. Hit the oh, ball through bring the. Bring it uh, back. Oh yeah, croquet <laughs> with the little wooden mallet and balls. Yeah. Oh yeah. If you if you had a buddy with like a really nice manicured lawn, like yeah, croquet kind of was like it was a beautiful game. Problem was uh, a lot of people, a lot, lot of holes and stuff like. The ball would never go really straight, you know. Yeah, what I mean? no, and, grass and the, is and never. Yeah, yeah. And, and I hate to say it, the equipment was really shitty. Like if, yeah, if you actually, cheap. if you actually had like a real mallet that you put in, yeah, like you get, you know what I'm talking about. You know what would be cool? You see, uh, now now that we're getting old, actually, because I never thought it'd be cool to do it, but uh, we should go lawn bowling. Lawn bowling looks wicked, don't you think? I see those Just guys drinking well, the yeah. summer lawn. Well, bowl. that's what they do at that. Remember the place that you're gonna play? Uh, yeah, it's that like you're tennis, gonna play. Uh, who you, Mick Ozzie? Mick Ozzie. Yeah. At that tennis club, the they also tennis. have they also have a, a senior the sports range open. Lawn, yeah, well, beautiful and not, and then we can get in on the lawn bowling too because they play. They call it bocce or whatever, but uh, yeah, or lawn bowling, either or. But yeah, they have tournaments and oh, stuff. Yeah, bocce ball is that what it's yeah, called? Yeah, bocce. It's bocce ball. Yeah, I've bet bocce before. Why not? I've bet on it. It's basically curling. 
Like you talked about our sports book giving like three and a half rocks. Well, you give three and a half balls. It's bocce ball, right? And you, you set you set the little white ball, you roll it, and you try to get close to it. It's a it's a great game. Here's the list of uh, the other sports. Badminton, great sport. I love badminton too. Badminton's uh, badminton's good. I have bet on badminton. I don't always bet on badminton. Um, when I do bet on badminton, I generally bet on the over. I was going to say Japan. Um, nah, it's mostly uh, it's Korea. No, Korea. They Korea. They're the champs. China, Korea, and um, Netherlands. Oh, the Dutch. Same as ping pong, table tennis. Love table tennis. We we got to get a table. That would be fantastic. I bet on handball before. Um, I don't like betting on handball. You know, handball. Yeah, handball is like the most accurate in-game number ever. All right, so uh, I believe we've got uh, the uh, birthday boy. Yeah, the man of the yeah. hour who just turned what he turned. I think he turned thirty-five. Very young. Clam Chowder. What uh, did you turn thirty-five years old? Clam 50. Chowder. What's going on, Chowder? Fifty-seven. 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 You years look amazing, old. Clam Chowder. Still looking. Uh, still looking good, uh, Clam Chowder. So. Yeah, we wanted to get you on yesterday, but we missed you, so uh, we figured uh, we wish you a happy birthday. Uh, thank you very much. Thank you very much, uh, Sports Rage World. Cameron Whitten, the Kitten Stewart, going on Monday Night Live. Congratulations. And marvelous Gabriel Marenzi, the greatest show on earth. What's happening? We're doing all right, wow. uh, Chowder. We're doing all right. We saw your boy, Clam Chowder, is a, uh, of course, the biggest New England Patriot fan. I don't know if you saw the picture of uh, Tom Brady last night. He's looking like uh, Steven Seagal right now, man. He's ripped. Yeah, he's looking, uh, no, I'm saying he's looking like Steven Seagal. Oh, he portly? Looked... No. <laughs> Can I finish? Yes. <laughs> he's looking, he looked weird, man. He had the weird slick back hair and weird... It was one of the weirder pictures. Like, Tom Brady's just going to end up looking like... He's going to end up looking like George Hamilton with all the plastic surgeries and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's going to be doing Kentucky Fried Chicken commercials. (laughs) That's right. George Hamilton's the extra crispy colonel. Here, Cam. Here's the picture. Oh, yeah. Cam, he's ripped. I'm like, no. No, no. (laughs) Cam's a little too anxious sometimes. Yeah. Wow. All right, uh... You're right. He looks kind of like, uh, oh, he looks like regal. Like he looks like very like slicked and like, he, he looks like that. That wow, what a weird look. It's kind of a movie star kind of thing going on there. I thought he, yeah. I don't know. He's got a weird sort of blazer on and that hair. Yeah. He looks like an equestrian rider. Yes, <laughs> yes. Dressage. Really, really. Pass some tea over. Or a male uh, male figure skater. Yes, great call. And and his part too. Absolutely perfect. Like, look at those hair products. Like, that, that's a lid. So, uh, what'd you do on your birthday, Chowder? You, uh, you a big party? What, what, what'd you uh, do yesterday? I was over at St. Gator Bagel. Great bagels. The best bagels. Uh, we best we bagels actually in, said in North that America. Montreal bagels are better than New York bagels. We had an argument with these guys about it. Oh They're yeah, best. oh yeah. Everybody was going nuts for uh, selfies and yeah. Uh, I was uh, yeah, yeah, buying bagels over there, and uh, yeah. I'm going to be put on their uh, wall of fame. 
You're going to be on the St. Viator nice. uh, Bagel Wall of Fame, huh? You're already a Sports Rage Hall of Famer, Chowder. So I was saying earlier, your boy Kyle Hamburg in Atlanta is a big fan of yours, even though he hates oh, the yeah, Patriots. Oh, yeah, Virgo, man. How is he doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He still talks about you crushing those nachos and chicken oh, wings yeah. in Vancouver. <laughs> yeah, man. That, 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 remains, that remains in the vault. At the pint. <laughs> so he was saying, we're on the street. We're going to uh, Vegas for the big football convention. All the guys who were in Vancouver are going to be there. You know, Chris Edge from San Diego, Kyle Hamburg uh, from. Yeah, uh, from yeah, Atlanta, yeah. I, I spotted that. Hey, what's happening with that Toronto one, man? <laughs> what, the uh, a Toronto road rage? Yeah. Yeah, 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 for your going going away party, man. Yeah, we're gonna have uh, we're gonna we're gonna have a couple of events uh, this summer, Chad. We'll keep you posted. Where, where do you think? Uh, have you picked the location yet? No, or no? still to be determined. We're gonna have a, it's, uh, it's it's Hall of Fame time. Oh yeah, you're the big bring out the big guns. Yeah, yeah, it's it's hey, Hall of Fame time. Hey, Gabriel Marenzi, I'm coming down for the uh, uh, Fan Expo August thirtieth. So uh, uh, keep that. In mine. Yeah, that's 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 a long ways away, Clam Chowder, August thirtieth. Yeah, it's well, gonna be yeah, yeah. It's, it's gonna be before that. Oh yeah, well, 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 yeah. <laughs> So you're not coming to Vegas. You're coming to Toronto, but you're not coming to Vegas. No, 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 no. Ve- Ve- Vegas is a bit uh, yeah, yeah. An extra stretch over there. <laughs> yeah, little it costs. It's 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 a cost issue, Baretsi. My dad still hey clam chowder. My dad, uh, we were uh, saying too, you might get beat up on the yeah. Strip. They're mean down there. Like to people. Uh, some guy dressed up like Darth Vader is gonna like kick the yeah. crap out of you because <laughs> he's thinking you're cutting into his oh, turf. Like I'm, yeah, I'm serious too. I, I, I might he, be a, a stopped by Ron Jeremy. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna be groped. Exactly. You're gonna be groped by Ron Jeremy. You know, Vegas Strip is isn't a, a, a Saint Lawrence now. You know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chowder. So my dad still has the shirt. Feel the passion, Clam Chowder. That's his favorite shirt. I went over to see him on the weekend. He was wearing it. It was the best. He loves that. Was he doing a, 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 the a, a lawnmower? Yeah, he, lo- he, lo- he mows the lawn in my Seahawks. Uh, he has another Seahawks windbreaker in the Clam Chowder shirt. That's his go-to, lawn, mowing the lawn. <laughs> hey, man, road rage has to happen in, in T.O., man. Within the kitchen, Stewart, shut your hole, Marinci. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday, Chowder. Have a good thank one, Chowder. Thank you very much. And Sports Rage World family, always, always in my heart. Keep it real. Stay tuned to Marlon Gabriel Moretti and Sports Rage. And within the kitchen store, looking forward. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. 
just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Decision, Freddie Drake Radio, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We'll hit some DFS in a couple of minutes. Yep. Nick Papa Giorgio tuning in says uh, they faked a kid's cancer for such a small amount. Yeah. My dad once told me, son, if you ever get arrested for theft or fraud, at least have the amount be large enough to bring honor to the family. Great point. Like, that's the times we... Sounds like you've uh, had a cool father. Yeah, he sounds pretty cool. My father actually told me, uh, too, when I was young. He said, uh, said, uh, if you're ever thinking about robbing a corner store, don't. And same thing. Yeah. He goes, if you're going to rob something, rob something big. Rob a bank. Well, I told you. And <laughs> that's like my that's my father. He's like, I swear to God, I was like 15 years old. Great tip. And he goes, uh, he goes, you know, just wanted to let you know, you know, if you ever, you know. He said, people are stupid. He goes, you go to the jail for the same amount of time for doing this as you will for doing that. You so do well a bank go, job. You might as well go for something big. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Like, you you said it, man. And I remember after I that. I know. Like, you're scamming everyone for cancer for $8,000? Yeah, it's a joke. No, $3,000. Well, they, they yeah, wanted yeah, that Their goal was 8000 Their goal yes, was 8000 Exactly. They got to three. The only time I've ever considered it, I remember after that uh, Seattle-Pittsburgh Super Bowl when I was sitting in the car with Vince and I owed money I didn't have. I thought about it. I go, wow, man, that Shell gas station on Arendelle Station Road, like always a meatball there. It's like so it would be. But you said it, the same thing. So what am I going to get? A couple, at best, a couple thousand dollars and then I have to do hard time? No, thanks. So just go on a payment plan. All right, uh, Cam. We'll get to the DFS. We'll get to some baseball yes. picks. Got a lot of guys. Games in a couple of minutes. Uh, but I saw a story and I couldn't help but uh, think about uh, you here. Yes. Uh, here's a dude, uh, Wisconsin man, already holds the Guinness uh, Book of World Records for eating the most Big Macs ever. In one sitting? No, in his life. Oh, in his life. Yeah. That, it, that's, the guy, no, got, that's the guy who ate him every day for like his whole life. He's yeah. got receipts to prove it, too. I like his style. He documents the receipts, and he keeps the boxes and everything. So smart. So no one can call him out on it. He just surpassed a milestone. He already held the record, right, Zero. The, the record was uh, was over 28,000, so he's eaten over 28,000 Big Macs in his life. Oh, my God. And he just ate his 30th 1,000 uh, Big Mac over the weekend. Fantastic. How old is he? 64. Hey. Okay. So that guy who does those uh, documentaries and movies who said, oh, I ate McDonald's for every meal for like a month in a row. This guy's in his 60s. He ate 30,000 Big Macs and You're he's right. still alive. He's been, he was in the movie. And that movie was in 2004. Yeah. And uh, he says his health is great. Um, So he's 64 years old. So basically, if you wonder, how the hell do you eat 30,000 Big Macs? It's a lot of Big Macs, man. This is making me realize I've smoked a lot of spliffs and drank a lot of drinks because that adds up pretty fast. Well, I can tell you. In 46 years. Yep. 46 years, he's only eaten two a day. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, 365 times two and times his age. Yeah, that, that, yeah, it averages about two. So that's the deal. He's eaten two Big Macs every day for the last 46 years. I'm loving this guy. I got to tell you, man. And, and, he's, and he's also added 
the fruit and yogurt dessert. Oh, so he doesn't do fries. That's and where he goes. He eats apple slices. He's been eating one of those a day because he said his wife bitches that he never eats fruit or vegetables. Good call. Yeah, so it's unbelievable. He's been eating two McDonald's. So it's not the only thing he eats. It's not one of these like he's obsessed. But every day he eats two, two. a day. And he doesn't go to McDonald's every day, though, to do it. So some days he'll do four, six. He, he microwaves them. Yeah. He buys eight at a time. <laughs> so he goes every he goes every four days. And he's never gotten a discount once. I'm actually surprised he's never gotten any kind of like he says it's he, called fast food. He he says, you're not supposed to you're not supposed to keep like McDonald's he, for days. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm thinking, too. No, trust me, man. Like, I talked to a guy. Like, fast food's different. I know, I know. And and he's microwaving and stuff. Maybe he's got some kind of weird combination, like Mr. Burns had every illness. I love the patties. I love the sauce. I can't get enough of it. Uh, uh, Gorski says two days after eating his 30,000 Big Mac at a local McDonald's uh, near his uh, Fond du uh, Lac, Wisconsin Lake home. <laughs> Great. What's his name, too? Go Gorski? Gorski. Oh, that just sounds like an eating machine. Here's Gorski. Don Gorski. Yeah, Don, Don, he sounds like a Wisconsin quarterback. Jim Sorgi beat Gorski. Here's a, here's a picture. Oh, yeah. This guy's going to be amazing. I can already tell. <laughs> Don Gorski. Oh, look at this guy. He's got a McDonald's coat. They're not even paying him? No. Unbelievable. He's got a no. tie. He's just a McDonald's. Wow. He looks like a beetle. I mean, he looks like a nut. Yeah, he actually really does. Like what? He's got that, that perfect straight bowl cut. Anyway, that's impressive. Sixty-four <laughs> years old, and you're smashing burgers like that. Wow. He's got some kind of good genes. It's like Trump. So, Trump eats a lot of bad stuff, and his, his doctor uh, says he's Trump, going. Uh, yeah, Trump drinks twelve uh, diet cokes and McDonald's yeah. every day. When I interviewed John, I think people need to stop badmouthing McDonald's. I, I, that's a great point. And I interviewed John Daly before, and he told me when he stopped drinking, he he drinks between. I think it was 18 and 24 Diet Cokes a day. Yeah. So he's, still, he's still going. He went on the senior tour. Gorski famously featured in the 2004 documentary Super Size Me because of his obsession with the 563-calorie fat-laden sandwiches. Insists his health is great. I'm healthy as a horse. Well, what, our horse? Uh, no. <laughs> he goes, I weigh 190 pounds. My cholesterol is 165. I'm better than normal. It is. Gorski said he's eaten at least one Big Mac every day since 1972. Wow. And he's kept the receipts to prove it. Um, he says he purchases six Big Macs on Monday, eats two of them on the spot, and then puts the rest in the refrigerator. I don't freeze them. I just put them in the fridge, and I take them out when I want one. I microwave them. I like them like that. On Thursdays, he buys eight more and goes through the process again. <laughs> on Thursday, he buys eight more. Yeah, he buys eight more. <laughs> He says that uh, the burgers make up about 90% of his uh, diet, but he also consumes at least one uh, McDonald's fruit and yogurt parfait a day. Delicious. Um, My wife was complaining I don't eat enough fruits and vegetables, and the parfaits at my local McDonald's are only $1. Great deal. Gorski says he can't remember the last time he's eaten an apple or a banana. (laughs) He goes, but last year I did have some corn. Corn has no nutritional value. Over the past 44 years, Gorski has only, it's only, how many days do you think it's happened where just by whatever? Because it's, even if you're dedicated, 
Sometimes the fridge is empty. Circumstances. In how many years? What's, what's in the 44 years, he's only missed certain amount of days that he knows that he hasn't. He has that, like, written down. He remembers the days, why he didn't eat the Big Macs those days. I'm going to say three. Eight days. <laughs> wow. Eight times. Because he was a prison guard. <laughs> Can't make this up. He said, uh, sometimes I would be forced to do a double shift, and uh, you're not allowed yeah. to bring McDonald's into a penitentiary. Yeah, good point, yeah. <laughs> Can't microwave them there. Now, this is, you know, Gorski has kept the big uh, Mac cartons. That's sick, that's, actually. That's that's a problem. So, yeah, that, that's called a hoarder. Now, I, I, I'm with you with the receipts. Because if you have, like, a box of receipts, that's cool. But what are you going to do with, like, the little bit of uh, Thousand Island sauce and the, the shavings of lettuce and stuff? Like, so where does he put these boxes? Does he hose them down? Like, does he rinse them out, or does he just keep them as is? Like, if you're buying this many, why do you even want the boxes? You'd be telling them, no, 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 just wrap them up that's in, the, in the yeah, paper. Exactly. You know I mean? Just put them in a big bag for me. Just yeah, come yeah, in. you know like, what I like, I, you know, no. the boxes, the boxes. I don't understand why you would keep boxes anyway. There's burger grease in there. Dude, there's there's a, psychos out there, dude, that they all they do is buy Coca-Cola and stuff. They don't open them. Like they just Yeah, they collect. Yeah. They're collectors. So they buy like oh, you know. know every case, they stack them. Man, I, I I met a dude like this. He was a Coke collector. He had every piece of Coke memorabilia. I know uh, my buddy was like that in high his, school. In his garage. I swear to God, Cam, he had like five thousand Cokes. Like he, he was laughing. He's like, help yourself to a Coke. And then he was like, what kind do you want? And, like, he had, like, every sort of – and he, it was like it was like a warehouse, man. You know, it was almost, like, insane. Like, dude, like, you're spending – what are you spending? Like, $80,000 a year on Coca-Cola? <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? He made me – the guy uh, – years and years later, these stupid cans are worth money and of stuff. Of course they are. Like – there's certain Coke plates and trains and all this stuff. Oh, like yeah. they're, they're worth a fortune. No, my buddy was featured on one of those uh, collectible you shows. Have, you have an original yeah. one of those old Coca-Cola light signs and stuff. Oh, yeah. You're getting 10 old Coke jukebox and stuff. Oh, that I'll tell you a story. The only time I ever went to the warehouse, I was working at the steakhouse, right, Gabe? And they go, whatever happens here, everything's free for all. So we got our check, and then we went to a whole uh, a warehouse. I got 30 flats of Crystal Pepsi. Because it went out of business. Nobody wanted to drink it. So, yeah, so I, they go, it's free, man. Like, we can't sell this stuff anymore. Crystal Pepsi, 30 flats. <laughs> I had Crystal Pepsi for like a year. It was unbelievable. You ever had a Crystal Pepsi? Not a great drink. No. <laughs> anyway, it was free. <laughs> it wasn't a big seller. They really struggle with the clean, with the, with the clear drink. No, man. They, um, it never works. No, that's the thing. Cola's supposed to be brown, right? And vodka's supposed to be white. It never works. Any of their, any, any Pepsi of their. Pepsi Blue, new, another failure. Like you said, even now, man, they have some. I went to the store the other day. I didn't even bother looking. All the colors turned me off. Oh, yeah, the Coke stuff. Oh, yeah, the Mandarin Coke, orange. Coke, yellow, orange, red. Hmm. I'm like, what the hell is this? You want to live in a yurt? Yurt, yurt looking, it up. Yeah, no, I'm those looking, commercials bother me. It bothered me so much. I was just looking. I'm like, man. Where's, like, the real Coke? You can't even see it. That's it's right. Like, uh, I know. They're trying to sell you with that new flash. Yeah, yeah. And, and in a year, they'll be back to the regular Coke. Of course stuff. they will. Just accept it. I'm telling you, dude. Remember, like, Kentucky Fried Chicken did the same thing. No, no, it's not Kentucky Fried Chicken. It's Kitchen Fresh. Yeah. And I went in, and suddenly they, they didn't have, like, fries. They had sort of 
you know, like uh, chicken salads and stuff like that. They, you know, like KFC opened up these sort of gourmet KFCs. Get back to the they damn They knock off Chipotle's, essentially. <laughs> oh, people that want to eat healthy. People that want to eat healthy aren't Going eating to KFC. at Colonel Sanders. You're right. doesn't matter what kind of rice bowl you're going to make them. You're Colonel Sanders. Figure it out. Serve people greasy fried chicken. That's what they want. This is the establishment that has two pieces of bread as deep fried chicken. So, yes. All this talk of 30,000 Big Macs uh, makes me want to go to McDonald's. I agree. And the fact fact that he's 64 years old with low cholesterol really makes me want to go to Big Macs. I know. But the fact that he looks like such the freak that he he does. He looks like a British uh, rock star, kind of, like beat down. He'd be like in a yes cover band. He doesn't look like the most stable dude. <laughs> no, he doesn't. But but the big but he's got a great system. Oh, I'm not one to talk. Or am I? Yeah, I, I shouldn't give anybody any advice. No, yeah, I'm not. Exactly. Are you kidding me? Look at the way I live. <laughs> That's just stupid. <laughs> anyway, though, I, I do have a coupon book, so it'd be, yeah, maybe we should go for a stroll uh, later on after the DFS hour. Get some burgers. Uh, UFC actually signs a deal with uh, with ESPN. Uh, blockbuster deal that's worse for the fan, and uh, good for uh, good for ESPN and uh, good for the UFC. Basically, the UFC will now be on ESPN Plus. ESPN yeah. Plus is a new is a new platform, basically a subscription platform that you know you can watch a bunch of games on your phone, on your TV, whatever. You get a bunch of access to ESPN content. For four dollars and ninety nine a month, four nine and a month. But now, if you're a UFC fan, essentially, you've just been forced into subscribing to ESPN Plus. Exactly. You were happy the way to do it before. You got some of the stuff on Fox or whatever. Now you got to yeah. It's a great. It's a great move. That's yeah. a great ploy. And get this though. So all all UFC, in addition to the live events and content included on ESPN Plus, fight fans will be able to purchase and watch UFC Fight Pass. And UFC pay-per-views on ESPN Plus for a separate cost. Yeah, so you have, you pay for the channel and they're still gouging you. It's like a personal seat license you know, deal. You're paying for a subscription for the right to be able to buy the card, which is that's actually, it's not going to go over no, well with not. fans. Man. No, it's and not. And the public right now on Twitter, they're not reacting well. You know, they're, 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 they're not reacting well to this. You know what I'll do? I'll give the WWE a lot of credit. Because uh, on their uh, network, very smart. On their network, it's like twelve ninety nine, and that's everything. You want WrestleMania? You want an old WrestleMania? You want the story of uh, the Ultimate it's a, Warrior? Well, he's smart. Oh no, that's he, it's that, a brilliant idea. That's how you like do said, it. When you don't gouge, no, don't it is mercy. When you don't gouge people and try to take an extra seventeen ninety nine and twenty nine. You know what? I'd be pissed too. But they said, listen, you want our damn channel? Well, you're all in. You get everything, and that's yeah, why. You get that's all why these people they get the that want to watch WrestleMania. But you're thinking, I want to watch WrestleMania, but yeah. man, I don't want to pay sixty-four bucks on yeah. a pay-per-view. It's like, no, you don't yeah. have to. Twelve Subscribe bucks. to the network. Yep. And there's not even a deal where it's like, yeah, if you cancel right after you do WrestleMania, there's a penalty. Nope. He just figures that the sign of good faith that he just gave you WrestleMania for twelve bucks, and you'll like the network enough that you'll hang around and say, you know what? Because People got to call the cable company and cancel it after. Exactly. He figures, well, if we give them some decent enough, they'll hang around. And I'm going to tell you, you're right. This is just, it's just, it's greedy on. And it's funny because ESPN came out when they when they did this platform. They're like, oh, it's going to be great. ESPN Plus, you're going to be able to watch games wherever you go and all this. But it's really just a cash grab. But we you know we we're in this industry, Cam. We know it's it's tough. The revenue streams are tough. They are with, with ad blockers. People ignore a lot of the ads, anyways. 
you know, even ESPN has a hard time monetizing things. And we're getting to a platform in this era where, you know, people tuning into this show are free. They're getting a free radio yep. show online, uh, diehard, et cetera, like that. But, you know, free content is just, uh, soon going to be a thing of the past. For sure. But the WWE, the way they do it, too, is the fact that I love, they also have new programming. Like, that Edge and Christian show that they're putting out, like, you don't even have to be exactly. a wrestling fan. The thing they do... Oh, they're spending they, money on programming. That's what I'm saying. You, yes. They get it right, though. They're actually saying, we're not just going to give you a bunch of old crap here. Like, we're going to actually try to go... They do... Le- they yeah, do, like Renee they has do, a yeah, show. They do Legends House, too, where they get, like, re- Hacksaw Jim Duggan exactly. hits uh, the, the guy over the head with a two-by-four. Ha-ha, <laughs> they talk about the old days when they drank 20 bottles of vodka. Like, it's funny. They have new shows, old shows, documentaries, and the big matches, and you get it for a good price. Hey, man, I applaud that business model. You can say what you want about the company. That's how the fan wins. It's kind of like that artist. If you really like a game, like you're in music, right? If you love a band, you'll actually buy the album. Like you'll go, you know what? I know I got this downloaded music for free or whatever, but you go, I really respect these guys. I want to pay uh, money for their CD or whatever. That's what it's like with wrestling fan. Wrestling fan says, hey, man, you're giving me all this. I'm happy to give you a little bit of bread. All right. So this is uh, this is the, the public opinion right now. Not good. Of the, the UFC. Um, so uh, this is a fan. So if I'm understanding this correctly, you'll now have to purchase pay-per-view, subscribe to the UFC Fight Pass, and ESPN. Yep. And have access to FS1 and FS2 to fully enjoy every UFC fight. Sounds less than ideal. DFS. Sean Sheenan. MMA writer says, can't wait for UFC on ESPN Plus. Fight Night 1 really rolls off the tongue. <laughs> 